ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oki Podcast. And on today's episode, I got a really great guest. Um, I'm so glad that he, you know, found some time to come on. I know this man's a busy man, and I really appreciate him coming on the show. Um, he is a he is the co-owner of Ecosia Red Feather. He's a videographer, photographer, and a content creator. Uh, my guest today is Dakota YK Wakini. Yes, sir. What's up, my guy? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Going good, man. Going good. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming out, man. Showing that love, man. Yeah, pretty, I appreciate, no, I appreciate it. you. Yeah, shooting, shooting me the DM, man. It was a crazy time. It was when I was kind of like blowing, like blowing up. And <laughs> I read that email. I read it first. And of course, you know how people send you those... Uh, scam kind of like dms oh. like hey we want to collab with you so like i had when i seen like a full message i was like oh this is real this ain't fake okay <laughs> so yeah I'm, you know you know i know you're busy and you know i became busy and i'm mm-hmm. glad that we got to work it out so i'm glad to be here man thanks for the invite oh man yeah it's uh yeah i seen uh you were i think uh you did like one of natani's videos or something uh, or you? No, I was. I we were working with Tone Anton Edwards though. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm following Natani, uh-huh. and then he I think he had mentioned you. Yeah. And um, one of the one of the things that he posted, so I was like, oh cool. And then it was really cool to find out that you're from here actually. So yeah. I was like, okay, well, well Oklahoma. I'll hit him up. You know, yeah. <laughs> Medici, what... Oklahoma. That's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coda, for the uh, listeners, um, could you give like a I had like a backstory or of, uh, you know, who you are, uh, where you grew up, you know, what was that like? And what kind of just led to you becoming like a content creator in general, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Dakota Jerome Wachini, uh, I guess like AKA YK, um, from the Lawton area, but like a little outskirt of it. It's like a little native community and it's called Medici. And I've always affiliated. It's Medici, Oklahoma. It's just the name of the state. Mm-hmm. But that's basically where I'm from. Uh, parent, my dad was in the military, was in Alaska, Anchorage, and then we came back, lived in Dallas, and then we came back older to back to Oklahoma. So we're kind of here and there, you know what I mean? But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I've been working on like videography for maybe about seven months now. Uh, started working with El Reno, the basketball girls. Mm -hmm. And basically like how it kind of all started for me was, uh, one of my good people, the Pawnee, his name is James Rivellas. Uh, he kind of hit me up and you know, we've, we're close. Like we're, I'm super close with their family. And we were talking one night we were eating dinner and he was like, man, like COVID slowed you down with your other business. Like, you should film Jalen. That's his daughter. He's like, man, we know you have your camera. You know, like, you should like make videos for her because at that time when you know COVID was really heavy, uh, you know, parents and people couldn't go to the game. It was really just the officials and the team. Mm-hmm. So you know, we talked to the coach and she's like, yeah, you know, you know, we would love that because you know, everything was recorded by then. Now you know, so yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll try it out, and because I never did something like that far into that, I just. I travel all the time before that and I would just feel like me and my friends like having fun and that was just for our own personal stuff like oh man when we did this that was cool mm-hmm. but this became like alright man like I'm gonna be filming her trying to get her exposure to go to college you know what I mean it's gonna be a great thing and mm-hmm. one thing led to another man I ended up filming like 
five scrimmages and film their whole season. They like, literally game after game go to their game, say they play in uh, Shawnee, go, go there, film. We go eat out after, mm-hmm. come back and start editing like, like nonstop. And it became like almost like a job mm-hmm. because like my other business, Ecclesia, with not we, we travel with that business. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, not people were coming around like business and like froze. So I kind of had like free time to do a lot of different things and mm-hmm. it panned out at the end. I'm super blessed about that. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all started with the videography and kind of where I'm led out today. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's definitely been a, it's been fun because when you're doing something that was just a hobby, and I've always had love for a camera. Like I've had a camera since I was a kid. It wasn't like that. Oh, I just picked one up one day. It was like my uh, my parents got my brother a camera for Christmas, and he didn't use it. Like he didn't, you know, it's just a gift to give. You know what I mean? Me and my friends took it, made these terrible skits. I mean, they were bad. We were playing Guitar Hero backwards on an expert song. Like, I remember the song was Mothered by Danzig. Uh-huh. I used to be able to play that song backwards and get 100% on it on expert. I was cold at that game. Whoa. And we used to, this cheap, I'm talking about like flip phone type camera. You can't even see us. It was so pixelated. And, yeah. But we loved it, man. I love that. And of course, when I watch the videos, I'm like, man, that'd be dope to do one day just to do it. But then I got a camera when I started Ecosia with my grandparents. And, uh, had it then, but then now I'm high quality man now with the, like a legit camera now. So definitely been a blessing in a in a crazy way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Man, hold up. You want to say all that? Slay that. No. Okay, you're I good. got it. Okay, but no, please. that's good. I just wanted to stop it before it got loud. Oh yeah, no, here, because no, when she gets in the zone, like she gets. Oh, that's loud. how Nikki is. Like my my dog, she has a like this little green ball. Uh huh. And it squeaks and. I'm trying to sleep. I, I, I was like, hey, you can go to bed with it because she sleeps with me. Uh-huh. 3 a.m. Like, I mean, she's like playing with it. I'm like, man, like, pick that up. I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, throw that ball away. You know what I mean? So, no, man, I love it, though. Dogs, man, I love them. And she's exactly, she's same same thing, just all white. She's really? just pure white. Looks identical. Really? So, when I seen it, I was like, oh, shoot. I love that. I love that dog already. Yeah, she's a good little dog, man. She's a little good little chill dog. Mine's like super like well she's only one so she's super like everywhere you everywhere. come over to the house she wants to play with you right off the back and if you grab her ball uh-huh. that's a sign of like he wants to play with me forever like and I'm like <laughs> yeah. Nikki back up you yeah. know just a visitor not not like me sitting here all day throwing you the ball <laughs> but yeah she's she's a she's a trooper I'm glad she can hang with me because I'm allowed to deal with as it is oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's a good dog. She's seven. She's gonna be seven this year. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. when is when does she start slowing down? Like, was she always like up tempo and then like slow down, or has she always been like a mellow dog? She's been a mellow dog for about as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll get her spurts of energy, and we'll like take her outside, and she'll run around, run around, and then she'll let us know when she's tired and ready oh, to come yeah. back in. Yeah, when it was um, when it gets cold though. You know, she has a tendonitis in her shoulders. Mm. And so when it gets really cold, like, she'll run around. We'll let her run around, and she'll, like, limp for a few days. But we've been giving her these uh, CBD uh, chews. Yeah. And they, they help with joint uh, support. So we bought those, and, I mean, they've been helping, like, 
tremendously. I can notice a difference because even if it wasn't cold, we would let her out and she would run around and then she would still like come in the next day. She'd be limping. Now, you know, we let her out and she runs around like crazy. She'll come in and she'll be fine. And the next day I'm like, the next day I think it was like, um, she just was like kind of limping, but it wasn't as bad as before. Yeah. So it was just like a little bitty limp compared to the actual like. What do they get, man? They they slow down. My mom's dog just turned seven. Mm Mm-hmm. And he'll do that. He'll run with the, the neighbor's dog on the, along, along the fence. Mm-hmm. And he comes in like limping his leg. I'm like, oh, you're just playing around for an hour. Now you're coming in limping. But I know he's getting older and bless BB's heart. But yeah, man, they're troopers, man. I love them, man. I know. So yeah. Couldn't do it without Nikki right now, especially through COVID. So I know, man. Yeah. Like they're just little, little, little blessings, you know? Exactly. And, True uh, blessings. I don't know. Like, I've never had a pit bull. When I was growing up, it were, everybody was like, oh, pit bulls are bad. You know, oh, they're just going to attack everything. And, you know, don't get a pit bull. You know, it was always just word of mouth stuff. And so growing up, you know, I believe that. I was like, oh, man, you know, that's just, I don't want one. You know, yeah. I don't. And I had these, like, these, like, crazy thoughts about, like, man, like, because I, I was, um, I believe that pit bulls are, like, this bad breed of dog and uh-huh. i was i remember one time and i was like man i made this like stupid post on facebook i was like man they should just like gather up all the pit bulls and like just throw them on an island you know mm. so they can all be by themselves but and that was just me not you know being educated on what you know these this breed is you know yeah and so you know my wife like she got me and we got a pit bull and we got her and like you know, when first, man, we, she was trying to get it, I was like, man, I don't know if we should get it, you know, might be like vicious or whatever. So yeah. I was afraid, you know, before we even got the dog, little puppy. Yeah. And like when we got it, man, when we got her, like she was just like the sweetest like little dog like I've ever had. Yeah. And then like as like time went on, man, like she's just she's just been like, you know, our best friend. Greatest and gift. does man. not like growl doesn't i mean she barks you know every dark bark yeah. yeah but i mean like she doesn't growl she doesn't like you know like some dogs will like when you pet them when they're eating they'll like, you know they'll, like you hear that undertone yeah, yeah she doesn't do that she does not bite she does not do anything like remotely like vicious aggressive toward, at all yeah, yeah. not non-aggressive at all and she's just like i don't know man like pit bulls are like my favorite breed oh like, they, yeah. they, they, that's the same, man. My mom has a pit bull. His, her name's, I mean, his name's BB. Uh-huh. Right? Beef, but we call him BB. Uh-huh. And same age, never barked. He's never barked. Really? Kind of weird. Like, he'll bark randomly, uh-huh. but like, he doesn't bark like for anything, not even at dogs. He just, I'm like, you good, man? Like, <laughs> just loving and mm-hmm. he wants to lay right by you. They like yep. to stick their paws under you when they're sleeping. Like, they want to be right by you. And yeah. I've kind of looked at it like it's not the dog that's oh, aggressive, yeah. it's the, the owner. Now, and, yeah. And that's when I come to realize any kind of dog, you know what I mean? It could be a chihuahua, yeah, it could, could be, be anything. <clears throat> they're aggressive from their owners, mm-hmm. not from life itself. Yeah. You know, they don't know what we know, like, oh, you know, trauma, post trauma, and, it, you know, the cycle. They're dogs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they didn't, they're carefreeing and regardless of what kind of day you have in life they're gonna they're, you're gonna come home they're gonna want yeah. to love you and they're just so excited to see you like oh the best feeling ever. yeah it's home. like my dog's <laughs> he's home let's let's party now you know yeah. what i mean i'm like man it's 9 a.m i mean 9 p.m i'm trying to go to bed like i'm about to take a shower like i'm sorry this is gonna lay down and watch tv so yeah but 
Yeah, they're, they're, are, they're just the greatest little dogs, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm so glad, you know, she came. She told me about pit bulls, and, you know, finally got to get one. And I advise everybody, go get it. Go save a pit, you know. Literally <laughs> the best. Yeah. Best ever. And, yeah, the owners, man. It's just shit owners that treat them like shit and leave them out or make yeah. them fight or do all these, like, stupid things that people see and they just don't dive into you know what kind of life that they they've had before you know so yeah it's and just I, sad man it's i noticed sad. that you didn't you didn't clip her ears like no. we, didn't, we didn't clip ours either a lot of people do that mm-hmm. and i'm like they they show the most expression by their ears people mm-hmm. don't really think about that like my dog her left ear is like kind of down and her right ear is like that but when <laughs> someone comes she's like like you know that's when she's excited uh-huh. like if her ears are down she's like oh she's sleepy but their ears show the most expression. I'm like, oh man, like I don't know how people like cut their ears where they're to anything. That's like, no, for what? You know what I mean? It don't make no sense. Like it's not gonna. I ask that like, why? Why do you cut like their ears? You know, and then I guess it's like for looks is what I've been told for looks and like to make them some stupid reason make them look aggressive. And I'm like, it's stupid. Yeah, it's like just leave them. They're cute as where they are. You know, exactly. you know, and her, I don't know about your dog. Is your dog's like, is uh, their tail like hard, like a whip, like a bull whip? Man, like, <laughs> like, uh, like when she's on my couch, like I'll get home and she'll jump on my couch and she like perks up and like you can just hear my, 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 uh, couch. Yeah. Like she's like hype. Her tail is just waggling. And when she'll run by me, sometimes she'll like hit it perfect where you can almost hear like a, like, mm-hmm. whoa, girl. <laughs> excited, I guess. I mean, let's. Let's go outside and go run or something. Let's go do something. So, yeah, man, they're amazing. Hell yeah, man. Pitbull's the only dog I'm gonna ever get. Same. Well, I kind of want to get a golden doodle. What is that? Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like a lab, but it's more like curly hair, like real, like froey. Oh, really? But they're kind of like the same. They're not, you know, uh, labs are like shaggy hair. It's like real long. Uh-huh. Theirs are like super, like more like classier looking, like real like curly hair, and they're just. I have to show you one in a second. It's, yeah. <laughs> I want to get one because they have that same kind of like they're up tempo and I need another dog up tempo to match Nikki's mm. level of this is go enjoy life. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes I get home and I can leave them in the living room. They can play all night. I don't care. I'm going to bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if I go home and she knows I'm going to bed, it's like, all right, I guess I'll go lay down. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. Greatest dog though. I love him. See, Natty. Talking about you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Heard me. What'd you say? <laughs> tell, tell us about uh, Ecosia. Okay, so Ecosia is it's it's a blanket business, kind of like just your typical like powwow. You know, when you go to a powwow, you see those blankets that mm-hmm. people sell like vendors. I guess kind of before that, I was working like nine to fives, constantly working, working. And I worked for my tribe, and then I worked for the CNA tribe. So I was working two full-time jobs. I just became like wore out. Like I was like, man, like I'm 23 years old, 24 years old, working nonstop for two different tribes. I lived in Lawton and would drive to El Reno every day. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Jeez. And I worked 40 hours in the weekdays there. Uh-huh. And then like Friday night to Sunday, I'd work my 40 hours at my tribe. No way. Yeah, I did it for almost two years. Oh, my God. You know, young. And, of course, like, you know, my family's, you know, pretty taken care of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you when you discover your own money and you're working hard for your own money, you start getting a lot of it. Uh-huh. You're, like, willing to do, like, I'm going to work nonstop. I want to see how much money I can get. I'm young, and that's how I was getting. Yeah. But then, of course, I was, like, 25, and I was, like, shoot, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I'm, like, stressed. Like, 
I don't even have free time to relax and just like, oh, I'm in a day off because I was always trying to get a bag. I was just trying to get money. And I was just, and of course, what I did, I used to work in like the social field. So, I mean, everything's pretty confident. I mean, confidential, you can't really talk about it, but yeah, I just worked with youth in the, that that field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I Man, I was grinding crazy for both programs and both two different tribes and I think in 2015, I won Youth Worker of the Year for the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was a big accomplishment. I left my tribe and just focused on the CNAs. And I was getting to that point where I was like getting burnt out of driving up there. You know, I was like, man, like, I think I peaked at where I was at. And it came to that point where like when I won Youth Worker of the Year, people were wanting to like, hey, man, come speak to these people. Come do these like these public speaking events with us. And, you know, when you work for somebody, it was basically like, well, I'll see it. I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it got to that point where I was kind of like, no, you can't today because you have this going on, which I understand. I work for somebody, you know, at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, I work for them. And it was like never bad blood or anything. It was just kind of like, all right, man, like I'm getting these opportunities that I'm missing because I work for somebody. And I sat with my grandma. I used to live with my grandparents. And I think one day I just came home. She's like, what's wrong? I'm just like, I'm tired of working. Like, I want to do something. Like, I'm getting all these opportunities, but I just can't because I'm so busy at work. And then one day she was just like, stop and work for me. And she just retired from the BIA. She just got her, like, her first set of blankets. And it was like when it was kind of a newer thing. And, you know, now it's everywhere. You know what I mean? You, you see them at powwows. You see them at gas stations. You see <laughs> yeah. them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was in the very beginning of when blankets were really, like, out there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm getting into this blanket business. You know, I'm retired. I, I need something to do. And she was like, come work for me. And I'm like, in the beginning, I'm like, man, I'm <laughs> I'm legit in this field, man. Like, I got Youth Worker of the Year. I'm doing Q&As. I'm like, man, I'm kind of in the top tier of this, in this, in this field. Like, why would I want to go out of nowhere and start selling blankets? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of a drop for, for my ego. You know, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. But me and my grandma, we, we have like, we're like, she's like my mom. You know, my mom is great to me. My mom and my dad are like, they're, they're the best. But I'm a grandma's boy. Like, mm-hmm. me and my grandma have such a, the best relationship that I've ever had with anybody. And I trusted it. You know, she was like, quit. You look like you're miserable. And I seen how hard you work. Put that work into this and it'll be ours. I was like, you know what? Well, what about my bills? You know, I got bills too. I'll take care of it if you if you start this with me. I'm like, say less. Let's try it. Nice. And that was like the first adult decision that I got to make on my own. Like, I didn't have to do. I could have just been up there still working. I'd still be there now, you know? And who knows? Yeah. But like, I took that chance because I trusted her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She seen me burnt out, man. When you when you work in that social field, man, it's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's a lot of things you hear and you see, and he's like, man, like, is there any positivity in this field? Like, because you're you're trying to help people. You know what I mean? That's you're a caregiver, and sometimes their issues weigh on you. And it's like, and for like a twenty four year old, twenty five year old, like, golly, like, I should be out having fun with my friends, but yet I'm trying to help people make it. Yeah. And not just like how we're trying to make it, like just try to see another day. Mm-hmm. And for someone my age that has so much like love, like, oh man, I'm always happy. It became to that point where I would just like take my mask off at night and be like, damn, I'm worried about that person. I hope that person's doing good. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. my gra- my grandparents seen it the fir- like first and they're like, you need to get out and you need to find happiness again. Mm-hmm. Even though I loved that job, I loved it. and But it was like, you know, you fall in love with things and you fall out of it. And that was at that time. I was like, mm, I want to do something new. Like, this is repetition. It's like everything is the same thing. It's just a cycle. And like, you know, nothing's mm-hmm. changing. I want to try something else out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's when she was like, leave and work for me. And I'm like, man, I don't want to sell blankets. I want to I want to go do something like 
important. And she's like, well, you have that option. And I was like, mm, all right, I'll take it. I'll go for it. And I uh, did. And nonstop, you know, in the beginning, we were like vendoring at powwows, conferences, just so many different things. And it just kind of grew like, because hmm. I guess like you're one of the first people to do it. So you're you're going to grow quicker yeah. than the people now because, you know, you have your high, your highs and then you have your mids and then you have your low workers. Mm-hmm. But neither one of us had to go nowhere. I mean, it was a hundred percent into it and it really took off. And like, I think they'll say like the past three or four years, man, I've been just, I haven't had to work a nine to five. I got a brand new car. You've seen it outside. I got my own house. Like I'm doing pretty well off. Mm-hmm. And so it's, we just continue to grow. I mean, we've grown so much and we, we take different outlets instead of just now, you know, we, you probably would never see us out of power again because we have different clientele now, private clientele, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like we went outside of that powwow world and this or that we're like, we're Seneca, you know, Long Island, like, whoa, yeah, we're, yeah, we were different clients. I think we even sent stuff to New Zealand. Damn. Yeah. So like, it's crazy. Like how much we networked in a different alley. But with the same product, uh-huh. we pushed it to different people. You know what I mean? So it was definitely like, it was a blessing. I mean, we still, you know, we help our community out. Like every Christmas, you know, me and my grandma will like donate like a hundred blankets to Indian churches around the Lawton area. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome that we do that. And she's all about, she her her, her plan was to build some, an empire, that's what we call it, build an empire so she can give her family jobs. Mm, okay so man she's she's definitely an icon to me and and i was still i was starting to do the public speaking so i got to have free range of doing that i did a conference i did our i actually did our own conference i think it was like 2016 it was called speak up and we gave kids that came out of the system a chance to speak up to like other individuals instead of me telling you my story i didn't really have stories like that you know i i came from a stable home parents both work mom got her master's my dad you know oh well off Mm-hmm. So I never had that story. Like I came out the mud story. You know what I mean? Like it was just, I just lived in a normal, normal life, normal, typical life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so when I came up with this idea to do speak out, it was basically, uh, we had like kids that were like 19, 20 speak to the youth that were still in their alleys and going through the same things they did. Mm-hmm. Man, that thing turned out amazing. I had a chance rush there. I had MC one, you know, the DJ for an N seven. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, man. It was like an awesome event. And that was like the first one I did. But then Ecosia really blew up at that time. And I was like, man, I can't do both no more. Like, it's just me and my grandma doing this. So I left that alone. And even though I was like, the first one was like, it's such a good feedback. I was like, I want to do it. But man, I got this Ecosia business coming in heavy. Like, I want to do this with my grandma. So backed out of that. And then I came to the point where, man, we were traveling. Like, I mean, every time I'd be in Miami, Florida, then get home the next day and be in uh, Milwaukee. I was just crazy busy. Like. Whoa. everywhere i love it i love traveling i'm a huge I mean, my parents my mom she's been overseas my sister they're like super like iconic to me and like i want to be like that mm-hmm. and so i was just around the u.s just constantly you know making network uh making connections and finding vendors finding clientele it was like but the, the cool thing about it was this is us it's not we're not under a brand this is us that are doing this so it, it made that it meant more to us and it was just a blessing. And then, of course, COVID came and that shut down everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen a lot of small businesses because we consider it still small, but we don't have like 18 workers. It's just me and her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like we wasn't like, oh, my God, like we're, gonna, we're not going to make it. We just had to go through different alleys. You know, she's retired. So, you know, she has money coming in. She worked for the BIA for years. You know, her and my grandpa both retired. So, the, you know, their, their house is all paid off. They're doing their own thing. They're not worried about money coming in. But she was like, you know, what are you going to do? I'm like, 
well, I thought I was going to use this money. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I never thought about it because, you know, we no, no one expected a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I got into, like, the door dashing, like, just to, like, make my own fun money. Like, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I did it for a little bit. And sometimes I still do because sometimes I just like to drive around. Yeah. And why not make money doing it? You know what I mean? So I did it in the beginning of COVID when everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. And then I end up filming for somebody and they caught COVID and then I caught it and I caught it. I caught it in the beginning of COVID where everything you heard about it was like basically oh, got 14 man. days and yeah, man, it was, <laughs> it was scary. You know what I mean? Cause I remember I went to El Reno and the crazy thing about it, it was before like the smell and taste wasn't a symptom. That's how early I caught it. And I wasn't doing like crazy. I, you know, I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I wasn't doing nothing. I went to go film for somebody. This is before I was doing that, any of that kind of filming. And I think I was golfing with, you know, my friend James. And I'm like, man, like that soda tastes weird. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I started, I started drinking a Gatorade, mm-hmm. a green apple. You know, green apple has a really strong taste. And it just tasted bland. I'm like, that's crazy. So I called my dad. I'm like, hey, man, like I can't taste any of this. He's like, well, that's weird. And he's like, maybe it's your sinuses. Because it was like that May, June time. So everything's still kind of like alive before summer heat. And I looked it up and it had nothing about smell or taste. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, what is it? And that was the only thing I was feeling. And so I was like, I better go get tested. And I did. And they called me before I even got home. They're like, hey, is this Dakota Wakini? I'm like, yes. Like you tested positive for COVID. I'm like, what? Like almost like everything just stopped for Mm -hmm. me. And man, I was like, all right. And basically they were just like, you know, when it gets worse, contact us. Like, yeah, well, what's it, how this is before any of the stuff that we know today. It was, I mean, it was like in the beginning of it, like the very beginning where all you seen on the news was, mm-hmm. oh, my brother caught it. And 10 days later, he was gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, yikes. And I, I, and usually, you know, somebody that's had something, if you catch something, I didn't know anybody. I was that first person, man. I called my dad and I just started crying. Like y'all can't even be with me. Yeah. And, you know, they all live in law and I live in the city and call my mom. And I mean, I'm just crying. Like, is this it? Is this, I'm going to, am I going to die alone? Like, man, it was just bad. And of course they all came to the window to see me. And I was like, this is real. Like, this is real. Like, oh, man. I, I, I never took it light. I mean, I was always like, I'm going to go see this pe- these people. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And they were the same way. Like, you can come over, but like, if you're going anywhere, I like, don't come over here. Because that's how serious it was in the beginning. You know what I mean? It still is today, but now, you know, they're finding out how bad it really can be. I mean, which death is the worst, but in the beginning it was like, oh, you get it, you're going to die. That's how it was. I'm like, yikes. Like, and I got it. Like, (laughs) I'm young, man. Like, I'm in my 20s. I'm scared. Like, what? Yeah. And I was like, man, but I don't don't feel sick. I don't feel breathing. I don't feel nothing. So, like, do I really have it? And I think it was like day two or three. It was just the middle of the day, and man, I just started crying. I'm like, this is it. And I was sitting on my couch, and I'm a guy that doesn't do bad today because I know in the future it's going to be good. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up tomorrow from today's actions. Mm-hmm. So I try to be the best me every day I can be. I always think ahead. I'm always thinking of the future, like goals. I'm, I'm so goal-oriented, and like that's my blessing that I'm so blessed with. Like I'm just like, I'm goal-oriented. I want to be the best, but I know it's going to be hard work. But I can. But I see the future. That's what I can be. That's what I can be. That's what I know I can be. Mm-hmm. And when I had COVID, I didn't see that no more because I was, I just seemed black. So I, there's no more. And I'm a man of, I'm a, I'm a Methodist and I'm, I grew up in Indian church and I think it was like day four or five. And I was like, man, give me something to look forward to. And I was like, you know, if this is it. I'm so thankful for the life that you've given me. I have all my family still with me. And if it does get worse, I just want to say thank you now. And I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I accept fate. But if you spare me, I'll do the things that I regret not doing in life. Everything changed. Like, I mean, I was like, 
day 11, I tested negative for COVID. Mm-hmm. Day 12, tested negative again. I did the double test. Like I made sure. Man, once I like hugged my parents again, that hug felt different for me. Mm-hmm. And But it made me become more outspoken about my faith. You know, I know a lot of people believe different things, and that's awesome because, you know, at the end of the day, it's the higher power that you believe in. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm a man of God. I'm a man of faith, and I never forgot that moment. And that's like a new beginning for me. I have a journal that I write. And I've been writing it since like 19. My feelings, my thoughts, and this black book. And man, those those like 10 days, I was writing dang, like books. I was writing page after page. Mm-hmm. Because I always told my parents, if something would ever happen to me, I want y'all to read that because I was going to really discover who Dakota was. Mm-hmm. And it was fra- crazy because the day I tested negative, that was the last that was the last page of my book. Mm-hmm. So I bought a new one. Just in like a 375 page, like little pad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the new beginning. I was like, how crazy did it end And when wow. I thought life was over? And now I get to write this whole new book. And that black was that uh, book was black and this one's white. Like, was that just dark times for me to mm. discover who Dakota was? Mm-hmm. But some reason now I got this white one. I just see like light, like the tunnel is not dark no more. And I can see where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I just changed, man. Like, I was never a bad person. Like I've never been a bad. I've never been in trouble. I've never been in anything. But I, I was very confident and very like you know. I faced death mentally, not physically, because I didn't really go through the COVID, which a lot of people go through. But mentally, I went through that battle of like not making it, and it changed me. It put like a spark in my heart. Like, go do it. Don't no regrets no more. Go do it. Mm-hmm. But during that time, it's kind of a funny. It's kind of like an off subject thing, but it kind of leads to what I'm doing now. But. I always wanted to go to Tokyo. Like that was my huge thing. I was like, man, when I when the first place that I go overseas, I'm going to Tokyo. Like, I'm into anime, Dragon Ball Z. Love it. You know, I'm a huge person into that. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm big into like night nightlife, not like clubs or anything, but like neon life, that kind of yeah. that kind of thing. Like Tokyo Drift. That I love that. So I always wanted to go there. And it's so funny because this <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything, but it kind of does. I ran into like K-pop mm-hmm. and. I'm like, man, like this is kind of this is during COVID though. When I'm at my house, I have COVID right now. I'm like, dang, that song's kind of cool. Like, I like pop music. I'm a huge pop person. I, I listen to rap, but look, like me, low key, when I'm by myself, I got I got uh, pop music. I got Michael Jackson. I got Prince. I got Justin Timberlake. Justin Bieber, Die Hard. I'm a Die Hard JB fan. But I was like, though, that's that's solo Raj Bakoda. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then when my friends come in, oh, like. You want that little Dirk, you know, Von B? I, 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 what y'all want? I got that. Oh, Drake, ha, you know, I got that. But when I'm by myself, I'm like, oh, Justin Bieber, the greatest hit. Oh, which one am I looking for? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the K-pop, you know, at first I couldn't understand them. So, I'm like, but I like that that bubbly feeling. Yeah. So, then I was like, you know what? If I get out of COVID, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go to I'm gonna go to Tokyo. And I started seeing light again. You know what I mean? Like, I started looking forward to something again. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I went online, like, how do I get to Tokyo? Because, I, I mean, I had the means to get there. I mean, I was like, man, well, how am I going to? And there was so many, it was so much criteria to get there. I'm like, I, I, they don't even want Americans over here. Like, I'm better. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, well, what about Korea? Because I, I watched the YouTube travel. People, you know, you ever watch, like, traveling vlogs where people go to different countries? Yeah. And, yeah, I watched those. And I seen that. And I was like, man, like, this is identical to Tokyo. I started looking at that. And, of course, you know, America is there, too. They have a base there. Mm-hmm. That, oh yeah Americans come I'm like I'm gonna go you know that's something that's gonna be my first place I go overseas so with that being done I was like oh now I have something to look forward to man I was like learning how to speak Korean which I still can like I'm still learning it mm-hmm. and it's been a process it's been a fun though like a fun journey but it gave me something to look forward to while I was in COVID mm-hmm. 
And once I got out of it, it kind of just stuck with me, man. I was like listening to K-pop all the time, watching K-dramas, all the Korean TV shows. I was like fully interested in it because it gave me as something as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I looked at it as God gave me something to look forward to again. Mm-hmm. Even when I seen darkness and I thought I wasn't going to make it, he gave me something to look forward to without telling me it. I kind of just happened to like, oh, I like this song. Let me look more into it. Mm-hmm. And now I discovered a whole country. So I was like, shoot, yeah, like once, once, if I make it out of here, I'm gone. And so without all that, without that being said, you know, time went on. Of course, COVID too was still serious. And I guess it kind of like, I was just, <laughs> by that time, I mean, I used to go to grocery store with rubber gloves and a mask. And my parents were like, dang, guy, the shame doubt. He's like, it ain't that, you know what I mean? They, they take it very serious. Yeah. But I was that one that was like just overdoing it. I had like the, the latex gloves on, the mask, and the face shield. I kid you not. I was that guy. You're like, dang, he's this kind of... My mom and I were just like... <laughs> we'd be at Whole Foods and it was like... And But that's just how serious oh. I took it because mm-hmm. I was always about like... I'm very family oriented and I have like all my grandparents. All of them. Like I had them at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, well, I don't want to hang out with my friends because some of our friends were living normal life still, which, you know, was cool. You know, do what you want. But I was like, I can't be around them because what if they happen to catch it yeah. and I give it to me and then I go to my grandparents' house and they get it. You know what I mean? It was at that point where like, well, younger people are going to be more all right, but it's the older ones that it'll affect. And I was like, no, like my friends aren't worth my grandparents and that's yep. anybody. And I think I was pretty like, I was pretty like isolated after co- I caught COVID and man, I, I struggled with that, with depression. Not, not like serious depression. I think I was just reflecting, you know, being by yourself. And I didn't even have Nikki yet. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a dog yet. So, like, I sat in that house all day with nothing to do, and I just started looking at all my own demons. And people don't want to do that. You use something to cope with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I had to face my own demons, and I but I was w- wanting to try to do it. Oh, man, I'm too insecure to do this. People don't people won't like that, or I'm not good enough. And, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm getting in my older 20s now. Like, I should have been doing this at 21. Like, almost like using excuses for myself. And yeah. Not having my social life, like what may make what makes me thrive is social life and traveling. That's what my work was. And when I didn't have any of that no more, I was like, you're worthless now. You ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And I felt that. And I was like, man, like, what am I going to do? Is it even worth it anymore? You know, I was like, questioned everything. Now that it's come to now, it's made me so much stronger. And it's made me like this pure person that wants to be great in entrepreneurship because everything I've done is entrepreneurship isn't there it's it just camera like it just became something out of nothing mm-hmm. and I turned it into a business you know how does that work you know it's just the entrepreneurship while everybody was coping coping with COVID and quarantine in their own ways I stayed at home and I had to beat the hardest person myself to figure out who Coda was and where he's gonna go and just through that time you know everything was going perfect and I lost my grandpa, you know, my first grandparent. And that changed a lot for me. Like, I was planning on going to, going to Korea in November. He passed away September 4th. I have, I've had all my great-grandparents, and I've had all my grandparents. I've had, I have everybody, mm-hmm. but he was the first one to go. And, you know, we seen him the week before, and we had this conversation like, hey, I heard you're trying to go to Korea now. I'm like, yeah, Grandpa. Like, he's like, why Korea? You know, we had this conversation. We're just eating at the table, and we're just... Uh, hanging out I say you know why it's like and they're 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 big church people like that's who we learned it from being Indian church Mm -hmm. I said you know I really don't talk about it but like it was my faith and he was like usually he would make a joke like oh why Korea you know you can go anywhere in the world you want to go there (laughs) but once I said like faith brought me to this he was he kind of like leaned in closer like explain 
and kind of how I just talked about it, like you know, give me light, give me something to look forward to, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll and I'll get it done. You know, what I mean, give me something, you just give me anything. And he did, and it was traveling, and it happened to be this country. It wasn't nothing to do with anything else. It was just that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's cool." He's like, "Man, I'm I'm glad that you're expressing your faith vocally now, because I've always been a faithful person. Nowadays, like if we're eating right now, I'm like, "Hey, let's pray." You yeah. don't have to, and I respect that. But in the in, before that, I'd be like, "No, I pray myself, and then I eat." Yeah. But now I'm like, "Hey, if y'all's cool with it, like I'm gonna pray. And if they're not cool with it, then I pray amongst myself, respecting myself." And respect to others. Yeah. And that was like, I think that was a Sunday. And then that Friday he passed away. And he was, he there was healthy. He was nothing. He had a massive heart attack. And it was like shocking. Like, I mean, it like shocked everybody. Because my, my brother's with him the night before with his kids. And he was at the, you know, he's at the YMCA. And he had a massive heart attack while he was playing uh, racquetball. Really? I got that phone call. You know, went in there to check on my parent, my grand, my grandma. And then my, uh, my dad. Seeing him when I just seen him Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in that 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 room, and I was like, "Wow, that's real." He's there, and he's lifeless. Yeah. So I kind of like stuck to the corner, and you know, people started coming. You know, in how Indian families are, once someone goes, the whole the whole crew starts coming. Yeah. And it was a it was cool that that hospital let us go in there because COVID was still pretty heavy back then. And you know, I, this seeing this this seeing that raw emotion from everybody, I. Probably shouldn't say this, but like, uh, you know, because it's like my own thing. But like, when I see my grandma on there, you know, they were always with each other. They did everything. They're like that icon relationship. They just had their 50th anniversary. I mean, still in love like the first day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, uh, you know, Kevin, you know, you should have told me that you were leaving this morning because I would have went with you. That was like just me, her and my dad in there mm-hmm. just holding him. And I heard that. That's never left me. I'm like, wow, like, she's forever changed. And so are we, but she's forever changed. And that that hit me a lot. I mean, I think the next day it truly hit me. Because, you, know, you know, when someone dies, everybody's around. You kind of, like, laughing, having fun. And then when you go home, it's like, oh, shit. Like, he's not yeah. there. Man, I went through a I had my first panic attack I ever had. Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe. I was, like, punching my couches. Just frustrated. Like, oh, man, like. He's not here. He's not here. Like, he really is gone. I called my mom. Like, she was just flying in from Ontario. I was like, I can't even come pick you up. I can't even breathe. I'm so mad right now. I'm so frustrated. She's like, you know, just stay home. And shoot, my other grandparents like, my baby's mad and sad. We're going to go get him. Like, that's how my my, my close grandma is. I'm like, mm-hmm. like oh, let me just get it together. And I had to be by myself. You know what I mean? And, and of course, you know, my camera, I film everything family-wise. So I had every video of him. So seeing those videos, it really like that's all I have of them now. You know yeah. what I mean? So that really, that really took that Korea thing to the next notch because that was the last conversation we had. You know, like I'm going there because of faith, because mm-hmm. that that little video and seeing all that stuff on YouTube that helped me get out of this darkness of COVID. So yeah, when that happened, man, I lived life with no regrets after that because I I really discovered what a true heartbreak feels like. I was like, you know what? That's a sign for me to say, live life with no regret and go go get it. Go be the best you can be. Don't don't compete with other people because once you start competing with other people or comparing, you're already losing. You know yeah. what I mean? So I man, I took that all out. Like no insecurities, like let's go be the best coda. And so, you know, dealing with that, it was pretty I, I got over it pretty quick. I'm not I'm I don't hold on to things. I'm like, God, let it happen for a reason. But my grandpa wouldn't want me to dwell on it. Let's go back to the life. Let's get it. You know what I mean? I'm always about like, Let's go get it. Let's go be great. You know, everybody goes be great. You know what I mean? And so, you know, start life again. And 
I think it was around October. I was eating with James and Jamie. Uh, if they listen to this, like shout out to J Unit. We were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings, and they're like, "Hey, man, like we know COVID, is, you know, affected your business with Ecosy. I know you're not really doing nothing. Like, come film for Jalen. You know, she's her senior year. We're gonna try to get her a thousand points. You know, but fans can't be there yet because of COVID. And it'd be dope if you could film her, and we can get that use that as exposure." I'll try it. Like, why not? I have nothing else to do. You know what I mean? So, like, so I started doing that, and I went to a couple practices. I mean, I didn't even know what to do, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't, in the beginning, I didn't know how to shoot certain angles or the settings on my camera. Like, I just got my camera, and I switched record with my friends, mm -hmm. you know, but this is like, how am I going to do this? I don't even know what I'm doing. What the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, damn, is this even the right choice? I don't, you know, I didn't know nothing about filming basketball highlights. And, but I stuck with it. You know, it was something different that I never was in that my alley. I went to every game, no matter where it was at, no matter, and we went to Inner Darko three times in a week because it was a tournament. Every game, no matter what time it was. Mm -hmm. Went to Shawnee, went to Piedmont, went everywhere you can think of where they played at. You know, teams travel everywhere in the state. And then I started going with her to her college visits, filming everything, basically like a documentary type stuff. Mm -hmm. But I fell in love with recording, you know what I mean? Like, oh man, like I love recording for my own stuff, but like doing it for other people. And it was almost back to taking it back to back when I worked in the social field, like a caregiver. I'm helping, I could help this kid get a division one offer that might've never got one mm -hmm. because they didn't have the exposure for it. And so I was doing, all, you know, doing all hard work and people started taking notice of my videos. Like, hey man, can you film my kids? I'm like, like I'm kind of just focused on one right now. Like that's who I want to work with, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I would do people's here and there, like if their kid was like eighth grade or a freshman or even, and of course, then I had to start charging people because <laughs> it's a lot of work to yeah. edit. You know what I mean? Like as you edit the podcast, like it's a lot of editing. So I got to that part where I would do stuff here and there. It was never, it was like, how, how, how would I say it? I was doing it for fun and it was like a great hobby, but then I kind of like fell in love with it. Like this could, this could go somewhere, but I wasn't like recording like high profile players. Like Jalen's a great player. Like she should be, you know, she should be division one. Like she's top notch. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, when people watch videos, they want to see someone catch a ball, go between the legs, windmill it, dunk it. You know what I mean? They want that kind of highlight. Yeah. Unless you're in the WNBA, you're not dunking the ball. You know what I mean? Like, WNBA players are, like, legit. They, they can probably cross all of us up. You know what I mean? They're legit players. Yeah. But, like, at that time when I was doing her stuff, I was doing it because, you know, like, I love that family. They're, like, they're, like, the best thing from mine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, one day their game got canceled due to COVID. So then the boys were just playing, but they were playing this team called Kingfisher. You know where that's at? Yeah. And they have a high-profile player on their team. His name is Bijan Cortez. And I was like, well, on, on uh, some of the kids were like, yeah, yeah, man, he's like top player in the state. That would be cool to catch one of his videos. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to record for El Reno's boys, but I'm going to get some shots of him too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I filmed the game, and my, my videos average between like maybe five to 1,000 views. I posted his, and he reposted it. Numbers went crazy. Like People started hitting me up like, hey, man, can you do my videos? And a lot of the video videographers in Oklahoma, they're like all great. You know, they all do... But they, we all have our own styles. You know, some are like super crisp, super clear. Mine, what made mine kind of unique was I put a lot of edits in mine, like the neon lights behind the players, mm -hmm. almost making it like a music video, but it's a highlight of a basketball game. Mm -hmm. And that number went up crazy. I'm like, oh, wow, like this kid really is top notch because all he did was repost it. I didn't even know him at all. Mm -hmm. He just I just added him on my Instagram. He shared it on his timeline, went crazy. Damn. I'm like, that's dope. You know what I mean? But, you know, uh, after that, 
I think I DM'd him and I was like, man, like, what's your schedule look like? Because he was a top-notch player. He has a blue check. He's everything. Oh, really? Yeah, he had like over 10,000 followers. So, yeah, it was differently different for me. And I never filmed a boys game. Mm-hmm. I've only filmed my, my El Reno girls. And so that next week, of course, I think we played Dell City the next week. And then the we were playing Friday against Guthrie. And their girls tested positive. So they just canceled the boys girls game. It happened to be Kingfisher, ranked number one in 4A, playing number one in 5A, Car Albert. Mm-hmm. So it was like the game to go to. Damn. And I had a free night. I had nothing to do. So I was like, I can go DoorDash on my free time. I ain't got nothing to do. Go make 200 bucks in a night, which is money, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I can go hang out with my J-Unit family and just have a good night and have fun. And, you know, we can take a break from filming and just basketball. Or I can go to this game on my own dime, no money making, but I can go film this. And I wanted to compare my video with all the top videographers in the state because they've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm, we're going to have the same video. We're going to be filming the same people. I want to compare mine to theirs to see where I'm at. Because I never filmed any boys games. You know, they're dropping fire videos of different players in Oklahoma. And they're like, dang, these are tight. So I knew they were all going to be there. So the game to go to in the state. And right when I got there, God, I've seen like eight videographers there. And I'm just on there on my own behalf. Like, I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. They don't even know I'm there. I just say, yeah, I'm just here. I'm a videographer. They let me in. I'm like, okay, that's first. Got on the court. Got the film. And that same night, of course, everybody gets home. Like, oh, trying to push out theirs first, you know what I mean? Push out their content. So, I mean, I was right with them on my own time. Like, hype. Oh, my God, this video is fire. And I dropped it. And, man, people were like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? We we never seen him. And after that, man, it kind of just like people were contacting me crazy. Like, oh, man, like, who do you film for? I'm like, oh, I film El Reno Basketball Girls. Oh, man, could you do us? Like, could you film our team? I'm like, nah. I'm like, <laughs> if, it's, if El Reno is not playing, I'll think about it. But if they're not, like, I'm dedicated, I'm loyal to my team. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I kind of just took off from there. Of course, I started getting better for my girls' games. Like, El Reno games were just getting – I was pushing them out. Every, like, we play tonight in Shawnee mm-hmm. or tomorrow in Dell City, they're both going to be out this week. The video's going to be done. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they were getting exposure, and I love that. You know what I mean? I love that. And plus, I love, like, getting to show my work that I didn't think I would have. It just kind of led up to that. And then I think <laughs> playoff time is different because you're going – we had to go to Tahlequah twice mm-hmm. in two days. So then our girls, I think our girls were running like four and we were playing Tahlequah to go to state. So we had to drive, drive all the way to Tahlequah. You know, that's far drive. Yeah. Yeah. We lost. So then our boys lost too, but they were playing at two different places. Mm-hmm. One was playing at MacArthur. One was playing at Tahlequah. So that was Thursday. The boys lost. I mean, Thursday, the girls lost Friday. The boys lost. So Saturday we had to drive from OKC to Tahlequah. Our girls made it to state. And then we, right when the game ended up, oh, let's go celebrate. We had to drive straight from Tahlequah to Lawton. Oh, man. Damn. And I had to film both of them. Yeah. And, that, you know, that was like dedication. I was like, dang, I'm, I'm, I must really like doing this because I'm doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, of course, I think our, our, our boys lost by buzzer beating us. Um, and they should have been there. They could have went deep in the state. Mm-hmm. And so... But I was like so hype, putting all my content out there, all my content out there, and they were getting now. Now my views are coming regularly now because I'm man. I think I grew like almost eleven hundred followers within like four months. Damn. Yeah, it blew quite a, quite a bit, and uh, state really pushed it out there because then I was filming for Law and Mac Boys as well because my little cousin Dan Quez, he was a he's a McDonald's All American nominee. Oh, nice. And he native Comanche kid. Mm-hmm. And they end up playing in five. They're in five A two, which El Reno is too. So they were playing in the same area 
and for state. Our girls made it to the state semifinals and got beat by Sapopa, and then the boys made it all the way to the state finals, MacArthur, and lost to Carl Albert. So I was like, wow, like, I'm really done. Like, I'm done. That's it. Like, I didn't know what to expect after that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to film now? Like, season's yeah. done. So that night, the uh, MacArthur lost to MacArthur lost to Carl Albert, and I was like, wait, Kingfisher plays Heritage Hall in Oklahoma City at like 6 I'm gonna use my pass to get in there and film it. And so I drove back and I could have I don't I mean, I'm not making money from them that Bijan and the Kingfisher. That would that was like my own time, my own video, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Out of my own way. I could have just went home and been done. Went in there, shot three videos. I mean I probably shot about seven videos in two days, whole games, Damn. throwing out highlights. Drove down here on my own time to, back to OKC to the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. filmed his state championship game. He played against the number one player, and it was like the game to be at you know what i mean like people from out of state was coming to watch this game mm-hmm. and i got all of it and i was on the court filming everything and that video blew up i'm like crazy because he ended up winning it and i was like dang now i'm really done like there's no more <laughs> and then out of nowhere i seen this guy his name's irv roland he was uh he's a trainer he's a like nba skills trainer and I seen him. I seen him push out this this time on his timeline. Like, hey, I'm doing this workshop. You know, contact me if you want to. You know. And he was talking about players coming to work out with him. You mm-hmm. know, he was working out uh, youth. So I was like, you know what? He's a blue check. He has like thirty, forty thousand followers. I think like, he's probably not gonna reply to me. But I'm gonna DM him like, hey, I'm a videographer in Oklahoma City. Would you be cool if I come and video it? No money. I just want to network. Exactly how I said it. Mm-hmm. Went to sleep the next morning. I went to sleep. The next morning I woke like at seven. I seen a DM, he replied back. He's like, yo, call me. And then like had his oh. number out there. I was like, no shit. Call him, like, yo, what's up, man? This is Dakota from Instagram. He's like, what's up, man? I'm like, can I can I come? He's like, yeah, man, like bring that camera. I'm like, bet. So started doing stuff with him. And he like, you know, he liked my videos a lot. I mean, he's like, man, these are dope, man. You 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 got you got something going here. And I'm like, appreciate that. And then we came out with this project we were working on and we just finished it. I can't really talk about it because, you know, I wait for him to push it out before I start. Oh yeah, this is, but we, we collabed on a project together mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh man, this is dope. Like I can't wait to share this with everybody. And it got to that point now. Now we have like a, a friendship connection now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's something that I want to do with him, which we kind of talked about was getting involved with Indian communities with basketball. Cause you know, a lot of our natives, play sports, you know, mainly down here is basketball. And that's what I was like, man, if we can have this NBA trainer come work with our natives and I get to video it, what like what what a cool collab to do and give back. And just with that being done, you know, that he helped me network all through the circuits, all through Oklahoma. I had AAU teams, you know what AAU is? Like those summer league teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Contacted me like, hey, we seen that video you did with Irv we'll pay you a lot of money to come film our games. I'm like, all right. Teams were giving me t-shirts, backpacks. I'm like, oh shit, like this is real. Like people really like fuck with my videos like this. Yeah. And <laughs> my J units, they're my, we, we were the J unit because we're all J's. <laughs> Even like my middle name's Jerome. So we just said, we're J unit. J <laughs> And they always make jokes like, hey, when can we pencil, pencil you in now since you're famous and all? Like it is nothing like that, but it's just funny because now it really is like that. I was just doing their, their videos Mm-hmm. Now my whole month's booked. I got so much stuff going on. I'm like, golly, I never thought last July when I was just getting out of COVID in fear of my life, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, I wouldn't be in here. Yeah. I would never thought anything like that. And I thought that was like just such a great story. Like just a, from last June when I caught COVID 
to losing my grandpa to get to where I am now, like faith got me through it. Mm-hmm. I believed in it so much. I believe in it now. I believe in it yesterday, tomorrow. Death, the fear of death embraced me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And losing somebody, it made me live with no regret now. That's what it showed me. And everything I do now, I'm so I'm so grateful for it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, it's just, that's the beautiful part about all of this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I know people don't, you know, people have different beliefs, but, you know, my dad always said, you know, just because you pray to God and, you know, don't mean it's going to happen. He gave you the tools. You pray for it, but you have to still go do it too. And I believed in that. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, I can say, God, man, like, help me lose weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose weight if I don't go get my ass out there and start running. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or eating healthier, quit drinking these Red Bulls and drink some water. <laughs> but I believe that, you know, I, I asked God to spare me when I had COVID mentally. Mm-hmm. And the things that I promised him, I, I, I can promise you something right now and I can turn my back on it. But with God, with me and God's relationship, I could never do that to him. And so all these things happen for a reason. And I'm like, I always tell my dad, like, I'm so thankful, like, who I was last June until who I am now and where I've become. Starting a second business out of nothing in a, in a pandemic, that's all him giving me that blessing. And I put the work in. Yeah. Being humble about it this time and not taking anything for granted. And, of course, you know, you know, I met Chris and all them, too. And they've been real, you know, he's, you know, me and him talk. We started meet, well, we met each other a long time ago, but we really didn't connect until quarantine. Shoot, he's, you know, he had that that mentor leadership too, like, man, I want to be this. I want to do that. And I was already kind of at that, already past that stage of it. I was like, bro, you can fucking do it, bro. Like separate yourself, create separation. Let's be great, bro. Like who's stopping us? Like I'm always like that with my friends, Mm -hmm. like quit worrying about what they're doing or what they're doing, bro. Let's worry about what we're doing. We're trying to build things out of our own so we can give back. I didn't, you know, nowadays I don't have to work with you at a group home or, social work no more. I can live my story and tell my testimony to some kid and say, Hey, I was where you was at. I went through all this shit and look where I'm at now. You can do it too. You just got to believe in yourself. And I always help my friends know your worth, man. Know your worth, man. Like you're a special, unique. We all have downfalls. We all fail. We all, you know, we all rise, but at the same time, it's consistency. Like I've always, I came up with this, this logic and I said, uh, perfect your own craft. And my craft wasn't cameras or I could see it. It was just being an entrepreneur. I wanted to be different. Yeah. And that's what I loved about life. I wanted to, I wanted to take a different route than the stereotype. Like you go to college, you get a good job, you find a wife, you had kids, you retire, then you live life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck all that. I don't yeah. want to do any of that. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to get rich tomorrow, live great now and live great forever, but give back. Like, you know, no one does it by themselves, regardless of how you look at it. Yeah. Like no time for you. You have to be for a hundred percent for what you're doing. Passion wise. Like you have to love it, fall out of love with it, fall back into love with it. That's just how life is. I like, mean, if you love something so much, like I'm sure like people love their wife and then one day like, man, I can't stand my wife, but they're going to love them again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of how it is with life and the grind of entrepreneurship. Like there's sometimes I'm like, fuck, I don't want to fold all these damn blankets and get them packed, packaged, ready to ship. I should have somebody working for me, but that humbles me. Like that, that, that folding blankets. Yeah. We have thousands of blankets and it's just us folding them. We don't have 18 people. And boy, by that 1800 blanket, I'm like, woo! like <laughs> I can't wait till we get paid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> but that makes you humble about things. And that's like, but that's my passion. I just want to be different. I want to grow. 
in ways that just just not normal. Like, oh man, he just he just moved up in his job, and like I love when my parents are like, so when are we gonna get we see you again? Are we gonna be at this week? L.A., New York City, Miami. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm freelance. I'm I'm a freelance videographer, but I'm a freelance of life. Mm-hmm. I don't have schedule. This is gonna be great. This is this is give back. You can't be a hundred percent for Plan A if you have a Plan B. That's just how I live. I don't have Plan B. If I don't make it, it's because of my fault. Not nobody in this building. Mm-hmm. It's me because I know I have the tools to do it, and God gave them to me. So let's go be great. You know what I mean? So, but you find you start finding people that have that same mindset. Like before, you know, all my friends—they're awesome. I love all my friends, but they have their own lifestyles. They want to do this. They want to do that. Some want to work for their tribes. Some want to do you know, different things. But I never wanted to be like that ever. You know, when I was in college, I was like, "This isn't for me. I don't want to work for somebody." But then I had to work for somebody to make money. But then I had the courage enough to say, you know what? I'm done with that. Let's move on. Let's try it. Let's try it. Like, why not? I'm young. I'm not in debt. I'm living with my grandparents. So even if I don't have work, like, you know, grandma's going to take care of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is my chance to chance my uh, take a chance on myself. And I did. And four years later, five years later, now I'm like, best choice ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like super fortunate. And I have such a huge support cast. Like my family's like, my dad is so conservative. He's like old ways. You work. You put food on the table, you take care of your family, then you're done. Yeah. My mom was like, baby, go be the greatest ever. You can be LeBron James of blankets. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can be the the LeBron James of videography. And she's like, go to Hong Kong, go to Italy, go do what you want to help discover Coda. My dad's like, you stay in Oklahoma, you stay in Lawton, Oklahoma, and you be great here. That's mm-hmm. great enough for me. So they're two opposite, but it, it balances out perfect for me. To, to know when I need to be conservative and when I know I need to like shoot that half court shot to win the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's like the most perfect thing ever. And I have all the tools. And now that I see where I'm at in life today, I see those were all blessings that he has given me that I'm now discovering, which I knew they were blessings, but now I get to see him in that vivid color. Like, oh, my mom is this person. My dad's this person. My grandma's this person. Just super thankful. You know what I mean? And my friends now, you know, and then of course we can get on the Anton situation too. Like me and him, like we're collabing big and I wish he was here sitting by me, but he's making music right now. And mm-hmm kind of like that that's kind of how it led with that like you know me and tone met each other at gatherings two years ago and it's kind of crazy how we met so this is how you know we're meant to be <laughs> that's not a funny but uh, <laughs> tone forgive me bro <laughs> uh so i want to say is either two years or three years ago i had a friend and i think she follows your podcast autumn only achieve Do you know oh yeah Do you i know, know her, her? Are you yeah know? We went so, to, well, she grew up in Pawnee. Yeah. She's a little younger than me, but yeah, like we know each other. So, yeah. So I knew her through social media for a cool minute. Mm-hmm. And um, one day, we I think she posted something about going to Coachella. This was years ago. I said, hey, me and my friend are going to go. And of course, you know, if it ended, I talked to Indian, like, well, come, let's link up. And we don't even know we don't know each other in person. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. But we ended up not going. And then I happened to tell her, I had to go to LA for something. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Like, you want to kick it? You want to like link up? She's like, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna go to my friend's uh fashion show, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go with. Like, I'm down. Like, I never been to a fashion show in L.A. Like, that'd be dope. I haven't done any of that. So I get to her house, first time meeting her, but we kind of been talking for like just talking in general, just 
for some time. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm Dakota. Like, it wasn't nothing like that. We went to BJ's. We met her two friends. And one of them wasn't the model. And then, oh, that's when I was like really talking to. And we talked quite a bit. And then after like the whole week of the fashion show, we ended up going our own ways. But I, I connected with those other two. And then I'm a huge Gonzaga fan. I don't know if you ever see my Instagrams. I'm always posting Gonzaga stuff. Like, I see die it. hard. I die see hard. <laughs> We should have won that championship. Anyways. <laughs> I'm going to Phoenix because Gonzaga's ranked number one. Mm-hmm. They're playing uh, Tennessee, ranked number seven. And she lived. She went. She was going to Arizona State at the time. I was like, "Hey, you want to go to this game with me? I'm going to Phoenix to watch Gonzaga play. That's the closest they play." She knew who they were because she's from the Idaho area. She's from Fort Hall, so she went to Washington State, mm-hmm. Gonzaga's rival, basically Spokane, and pull. I think it's Pulliam. Is that thing that I say? I don't know. Anyways, so she went to the game with me, and after that, we went to go eat dinner. And I was just telling her about more about myself, like kind of how we're talking now. And mm-hmm. she was like, you really need to meet my phone and my, my friend, Anton Edwards. I'm like, who is that? And she's like, he makes music. He's a dope person. He has good energy. He's real friendly. He just, he just wants to make it and he's working his ass off. Like, and I see how you talk about Ecosia. This is before I joined videography. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing for your blanket business. And you're just trying to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, hell yeah. Like he's not like a dope Dope ass person, like I love to meet him, but she's like, you're always traveling, and he's always traveling, but y'all never gonna match, like y'all never gonna link up in any way, like there's no way, cause y'all traveling in opposite directions when y'all do travel. Mm-hmm. So the year after that, you know, that was a year later, and I'm at gatherings, first time ever. Shout out to gatherings, it's popping, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and so he's performing, and I walk right by him, and I'm like, that's that Anton dude. So I text Quay, I'm like. She's like, hey, did you see my friend Tone? I'm like, I seen him, but like, do I just go walk up to him? Like, I don't know him. He don't know me. Like, that'd be kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, that ego kind of thing. Like, I ain't gonna walk up to some man. Like, hey, I'm Dakota. Like, how you doing? You know what I mean? And we were at the library. You know the library is at? Yeah, yeah. Downtown. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we just walk in there. (laughs) We walk in there, and he's he's sitting there, and just with his friends. And he's like, yo, what's up, man? He's like, you Dakota? I'm like, bro, yeah. You Tone? Like, nice meeting you, Sequoia. I was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, bet. And after that, we just had this good connection. I had my camera, not not the one I have now, but like I had my other one that I just traveled with, like just for my own vlogs. Yeah. And he's like, man, come to my show tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna record. I'm, I'm gonna be performing. Man, come record. I'm like, for real, that'd be dope. I never done some shit like that. So mm-hmm. I did. My quality was ass. Like it was terrible. I didn't want to show it to him. Like, damn, this sucks. Like my shit, like my shit was not good because I wasn't used to that stuff yet. I was just, yo, this is me, and my friend Warren's or DT. We're just having fun. Cameras all shaky. We don't care. This is our own clips. Yeah. But when I try to film his stuff, I didn't even know what to do. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to send him my stuff. He like, damn, who is this guy? He ain't even good at filming. <laughs> <laughs> but we just grew a connection there. Uh-huh. And then of course he lives in Omaha. I live in Oklahoma City, and it was like my birth. It was the day of my birthday. He's like, yo, bro, like El Reno CNAs are paying me to come to perform at a youth event i'm like badass like bro let's link up then i went to my birthday with my grandparents and my family from law and came back up he stayed with me for a few days and that was like really us getting to know each other and like bro like there's a bigger picture like let's work you know let's just work Mm -hmm. and that's how we got to that and we and him just became good friends we didn't see each other until that was the last time i seen him until like last month when i told you he was here Mm mm-hmm so we haven't even seen each other in person in over a year until just, but we talk every day. And I don't know if you followed us on Instagram with Natani, me and Tone, the tea time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's when we really connected and 
Man, tea time, man. Shout out to tea time, bro. We really started that. That was fun. <laughs> I mean, did you get to watch any of those? I've watched like the um the earlier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We had like the love thoughts with Coda. Yeah. <laughs> man, that that was so fun. And like, but we we literally started that. So how tea time actually started was we were just BSing around and he got on live and of course, you know, he has tons of followers. So once he turns his live on, he gets damn instantly three hundred people watching it. And I got on there with them, and I, you know I'm definitely insecure about being on camera because I'm usually the guy filming. Yeah. And I, my face pops. I'm like, oh shit! Like, let me turn that camera around. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was like an insecurity that I had, and uh, we were like, uh, he was like, man, someone cop up on here and tell us like your best snack story. He like, please, like adults only though. You know what I mean? Because you know, <laughs> you know, you youth follow him too, and yeah, that shit was so funny. And then like, someone popped up, and I, and I was on there. I was like, me, it was me and him talking, and I was like, whoever tells like the best one tonight, I donate a, a casino blanket. Mm-hmm. So see how we kind of just like, worked something at nothing. Yeah, and someone came on there and was like, it was something super lame, but it was like our first one, and we were just cracking up, and the people were like loving it, like, oh, y'all need to do this tomorrow night. Yeah. So then we hang we hang up with you know tea times off. I mean it's not even tea time yet. We turned the live off Instagram. He calls me like bro, like that kind of like blew up. I was like bro, that was funny. So then he gets like Natani in it because you know Natani is you know he has a huge following and mm-hmm. he's like they're bros. You know what I mean? Like I haven't actually met Natani in person, but shit, we talk every day. And uh, I was like, all right, this is first it was t- uh, Tone and Tani's tea time, and then Future and YK because you know they had the. The platform, I was just like the, the guy, you know what I mean? It's like the the third party, the uh, third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we started, man, we started having days plotted, like, but we had each day planned out. We t- we did one day we had like a DJ that was DJing on the second camera, mm-hmm. playing nothing but retro music, and we all had a dress nineties. I mean, I was wearing a do rag with the. Remember when you, people used to wear the do rag with the. Uh, headband around it oh yeah, with yeah. The, jer- the jersey <laughs> that, i mean because that's what you did you know yeah. 2000s and 90s i mean we were playing nothing but t-pain and man we had like 700 people watching us damn and we did it for two and a half hours and it really got popping but that just shows you how we created something out of nothing mm-hmm. and after that we you know it i think once covid you know it never disappeared but once life started happening again and people started you know gaining gigs and i became busy with the recording i was like man like I'm busy now. I can't just be on it all night because I got to go to bed. I got to get shit done. But well, we kind of started there and that's when I started getting good at videoing and Tone was like noticing it. He's like, damn, bro, you killing it, bro. Like, we're zoning it. Bro, you need to film a video for me. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, bro, like, what's up then? Like, let's do it. I mean, of course, I was just progressing in the filming and the, the videos. We got to that part to where he was like, I'm going to come down. I'm like, man, let's do it then. That was after basketball season. Like, come after basketball season, I'm going to be super dead. Like, Nothing's going to happen. And then, bam, trainer after trainer was contacting me. Different summer league teams were calling me. Come film, come film. We'll pay you 500 bucks, 700 bucks. I'm like, how much? I don't know. Tell him, don't come down here yet because now I'm making money, money, money. Mm-hmm. He still came down. We had a bomb-ass time and got to, like, think, plot things out. And then we came up with this thing right now, like, which well, kind of like a promotion thing right now. But we came up with the all-season community youth empowerment camp. And we're gonna, we got gigs already booked in. Basically, what we're going to help is like Native Americans that are artistic. Uh, we want them to, he, Tone's going to show them how to make music. And I don't know if you know who Gunner Jules is. I've heard of him. Yeah. So it's going to be me, Tone, and Gunner. And we're going to travel to all these different places, different communities. And basically, what Tone will be doing is helping them create music, showing you how to produce it, 
Gunner is like an engineer. He makes music. He does the same thing Tone does. Mm-hmm. And then I'm the videographer. Like we all have our own pieces. Help kids bring out their artistic side out. And let's be let's be artists. You know, art's meant to be shared. Let's share it. Let's do this. You know, COVID's, you know, it's here, but let's do it at a safe way and help y'all kids that are too insecure to talk about, oh, I want to make music or I want to film or I want to be an artist. I want to paint. I want to do graphic designing. You know, most places are like, oh, you, I want to be a basketball player. I want to be lacrosse, football. But when you want to be in theater, you're like, eh. That's, that's stupid you know what I mean yeah. you know how that is and that's discouraging for other people and Tone Man Tone Man he is man he's he's a mind of his own man he's a he's a hard worker and he's like super always we're, we're working on all season camp right now but he's already working for next year too that's how that's how he works mm-hmm. but that's how I started working and he noticed that in me like bro like you're killing it you're grinding you're grinding let's, let's collab for real and, and Gunner is too so I was like man hell yeah so, man, he laid out everything for us. Like, this is what we're going to do. What do y'all think? I mean, he's not like, all right, we're doing this. Let's move on. Like, no, he's like, what do y'all think? Let's let's all be a team. Like, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about that? Well, I love it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And we were, this other day, we were on Zoom meetings with different tribes. Like, oh, we want y'all to come and do a three-day youth camp. And we already got three of them already committed out of nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you start finding people and you're in your lanes once you start driving in it. You know what I mean? You're going to pass by people and you know, Tone's been a huge, you know, he's been very inspirational to me. Same with Chris. You know what I mean? Like this, the people that I hang out with all the time that I love, you know, those are my social friends at times. Mm-hmm. But like Chris, man, he's like, he's trying to become this entrepreneur and I love that about him. He wants to be better and he wants to give back. Yeah. And Tone is like bigger than both of us. And he still has that same mindset. I want to be great for me, but I want to be great to give back to others. And I mean, that's badass because that's what I want to do. Even if it's from giving blankets away to filming someone, some kid to help them get a Division One scholarship because they're like, oh, man, that kid can ball or that kid can, you know, play football. I don't know. You know what I mean? You, you get what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. And I think with all that, that's kind of where we're at with life. And I'm like... It's it's a huge blessing, and of course, you know, money comes with it. You know, what I mean, there's no, no no one does things for free always. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but that's like not why we do it. I mean, I don't, and I know they don't, because it's like, man, like, well, I have a gift, and I wasn't to be able to fulfill my gift at times, but I want to give back to someone that can, because I'm not that person to say, okay, like, say I have my camera, and then I have my boy that's like behind me. I'm gonna show him the ways, but I'm never going to be that person that would hold him back from being something else because I'm like, oh, you're not better than me. I'm showing you. I'm not that person like, bro, be better than me. Grind better than me. Like, if you grind harder than me and you can film better than me and you can do edits better than me, do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just your starting I'm just your starting zone. Go see where you can end up at. Like that's that's where it's but that's what it's all about. And I wish people would be like that more often because then pride gets involved. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I I showed him everything how to do that. Like now he thinks he's better than me. Like I hate when people do that. Yeah. That bugs me. I'm going to get mine regardless. I'm going to grind and do my best. But if someone is outdoing me, I'm not going to look at it as a competition. Like, shit, you working harder than me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And But that's awesome, though. Someone else is doing it. And if it's like another native person doing it, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, go be great. Be bigger than me. Go film MTV videos. Do whatever you can. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. And yeah. that's how Tone looks at it. And that's how Chris, you know, we're all in this together. And that's like, when we finally linked up, we all ate together at Tamashi, this ramen spot. Mm-hmm. Man, we weren't even talking about live. We we're like, how can we be great? What can we do? Chris is telling his inside about coming from the football side. Tone's coming from his side from being the the artist. And 
you know, he was at Standing Rock and stuff like that. He, he brought all that to the table. And then I'm like, yeah, I had the perfect family, in quotes. You know I mean? Like, oh, I had a stable parents. And I came from, like, a higher side of life. But, like, it didn't make me, um, I'm ready to work. Like, I'm the poorest man alive. And I want to be great. Yeah. Because they were very supportive. And I'm like, we all came from different, we all came from different alleys. Huge, like, different highways. And we're all going to the same place. And that's like, damn, I'm really finding the people that I can grow with to the, on that extent. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know which where I'm going. I don't. But I'm, like, excited as hell. Like, oh, man, like, last July, or I mean, last June, I was just at home crying around because I had COVID. And didn't think I was going to make it. Mm-hmm. Now this summer, man, I have, like, gigs at the Galore. I'm going to be in Las Vegas for, like, 10 days. I got to go to, like I told you, uh, Minneapolis. Got to go to Rapid City. I got to go to Pine Ridge. I got to go to New York City. And then in August, I'm going to Korea. Nice. And I'm going to be back the day that my grandpa passed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, last summer, if you would have asked me that, if you would have came up to me and said, hey, you're going to be doing all this next year, I think you're joking. Mm-hmm. That's how crazy it is. That's the blessing of it all. Like, oh man, like the journey is so unexpected. There's going to be shitty days, really shitty days. But then there's going to be days where you sit back and like, now I know why I do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you have to get to those tough days. You know what I mean? And those tough days for me are faith. I have to lean on him regardless mm-hmm. of how I feel or how mad I'm at somebody or anything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I told you, I just lost my grandpa Jerome uh, two days ago. And that was tough. You know, I'm still dealing with it. But he was at that age where like, it's a celebration because he lived a full life. He's He died when he was 89. Mm-hmm. He passed away in his own home. That's that's lit. Like he he died on at when he was ready to go. That was the true blessing. And mm-hmm. as a man of faith, I don't I do cry. Like my grandpa Kevin, I man, I was a shit show because it was so unexpected. And so which one this one was too, but this one was you know ninety. He lived a full life, and all his friends are gone. You know they already moved on into heaven. Man, I still I still wanted twenty more years with my grandpa Kevin. You know what I mean? And yeah. I didn't get it. That's what I was frustrated about. But at the end of the day, he did everything God asked him to do. He's, and it's time to come home. Yeah. And that's how I looked at it. I was okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's still times I have tough times with it. You know, I talked, you know, I talked to my friend Jalen or the one I film, mm-hmm. you know, cause she lost her grandma. And I'm like, man, like, do you still get heartbroken? Like it's been, it's been seven months for me. I'm like, do you still get heartbroken? She's like, yeah, it's tough. I'm like, shit, the other day I was just, I went to the cemetery. I've been busy the past two months. You know, I've been telling you what I've been doing. Yeah. I went back to law and, and of course it was like raining and I was like, man, I need to go see my grandpa Kevin. And I went over there. It was like, I cried just as hard as the day I found out he died. Oh, grandpa, we lost. Gonzaga lost in the championship because he hated Gonzaga because my, my other nephew, his other grandson, mm-hmm. he went to Washington University and Spokane and uh, Seattle did the same right there, right by each other. And he's like rivals, you know, in-state rivals. And he's like, whoa. Darren, Darren went to Washington and you're a zag, so Washington's better. And he'd always try to fire me up, like shit. Yeah, we're 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 elite. You know what I mean? We're the best of the best. And usually when I when I when I text him, you know, even now when he's gone, you know, his phone's still on. I text him like, "Hey, we're going to the national championship." And of course, you know, <laughs> I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, "Yeah, I text him." Like, kind of had that moment, like, Grandpa Gonzaga went to the championship. And then I sat there and thought, like, damn, what if he takes me back? Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Kind of killed the whole sad moment. Like, 
Damn, what if it said red on the bottom? I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, whoa, you know. <laughs> and my mom's like, how do you define funny things at like serious moments? I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, I was like, why would you even think that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm just a, I'm just a visionary kind of guy. Like, I think of weird stuff like that. She's like, out of all that, you, she's like, you almost had me in tears. Like, texting your grandpa, like. Gonzaga won and then she would have been like and then you had to mess it up by saying it said red <laughs> I was like my bad like I didn't mean to but I thought that you know but yeah man I love I love man I love everything about it and of course you know dealing with the death this week is still a blessing man I'm gonna celebrate his life as much as I can and mm-hmm. I know they want you know they're watching me you know from up top and that they don't have to be at home no more they're, they're, they're in me now they're gonna follow me and on, on this journey and I can't wait. I can't wait. I want, I want to do another podcast with you before the summer. Like, bro, like, okay, remember what I was talking about last time? Like, <laughs> bro, I've been in Korea. This is what we did. Yeah, for and, real. Oh, I was in New York City. I was in Winnipeg. I was like, I was everywhere, bro. Like, I'll tell you everything now. Like, you know, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you asked me to do this, I was like, man, I want to because I want to get my story out there because I, it's just something different. You know, I don't know too many videographers like Riker. You know, I don't know him, but I know him. Mm-hmm. Like, I met him before. Like, we know each other because he's Chris's friend. And my friend DT, that's how I met Chris was through my friend DT. Mm-hmm. But I met Riker when he was doing stuff. And we're cool, but I'm sure he don't know I do this stuff. But his stuff is like legit. Like my stuff's fire too, but like their stuff's like like top notch work. And I'm like, man, that's 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 impressive. And besides Riker, he's probably the only person that I know that's like does this. Mm-hmm. But he does his at a like cinematic, you know, very cultured wise and his fucking sick ass stuff is dope. Like he they're doing great. Mm-hmm. And those people that you look up to, man, like, man, they're killing it. We're the same damn age, but it don't matter to me. I look up to my sister. She went to school at Barcelona University. She went to OCE, private school, then went overseas. Like, I always tell, like, yeah, you're a year younger than me, but fuck, you're you're my icon. You're doing it. You're great. You're a great individual. Mm-hmm. Me? I'm just your little sister. I'm like, fuck, you're everything to me, though. Yeah. Like, you literally... My mom, my dad, like they're all they're all truly iconic to me. And I'm like, man, y'all's doing it in y'all's own way and I appreciate that. Cause if it wasn't for y'all, who would I look up to? Mm-hmm. Even my little sister, my little sister's five five, five four, little guy. But I'm like, damn, I look up to you, like, damn, you're doing it. Got your masters, went to a private school, got to go to Barcelona for school. Like, you went to my favorite soccer team's game at their place, like in Barcelona. I'm like, damn, that's dope. Like killing it. Like but she took she went a different route than me. She went all education and I went on a highway that I didn't know I was, I was just driving. Yeah. Hoping for the best. And man, it's leading me to different outlets in life. And I guess that's just true. Like entrepreneurship, I guess you say just kind of whatever floats your boat, freelance life. That's how I look at it. Just perfecting crafts and just thankful that God gives me those visions and my journal, man, I'm going to have to, if I ever make it in life mm-hmm. to people's standards of making it in life, I hope that I can publish that book. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. there's probably over a thousand pages that I've wrote since I was 19. Damn. Some days are good. good. Some days are like, man, I went through this today mentally or, hey, I did this today. Great. Hey, my grandpa died. This is how I feel. Hey, today's a new chapter. How am I going to start this new chapter of life? Kind of things like that. Because you know what I mean? Like I've I've never had that that depression. I don't want to say it's depression for me because when I think of depression, I think of like the darker things of depression. I think I'm more like reflecting. And of course it leads to like, dang, I mean, I'm not sleeping all day and being sad, but I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, dang, I better get my shit straight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I better, I better do what I said I was going to do in life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was like self-reflecting on it. 
so I guess I could rephrase the word from depression to self-reflecting. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but that's like the, that's the beauty of the journey, man. I tell people all the time, you can be whatever you want in life, but you have to do it. Yeah. You know, people are going to be there for you supportly. You're, you're going to find people a year from now that are going to be more support for you than the people before. I found people that are like, YK, bro, you going to make it. My boy Worms, like, that's my, my, my best friend. Every day, he's like, bro, I seen your video on Instagram. You killing it, bro. Like, the boy's only getting better. The boy's only getting better. Like, I mean, he gasses me up daily. And that's like my best friend. Like, man, he is like, dude, he was all through COVID. He was there. Like, even when I was like, man, like, I just like, shit, everybody's moving on in life and I'm not. He's like, bro, you're self-reflecting. You're taking care of YK. You're, he's always he's calling me YK. You're taking care of YK. You're taking care of Kona. Like, bro, like, you're winning right now. Just know that. And like, that's my friend. Like, same age. Like, he's going through his own things. And he always like just said, bro, like, you're going to get it, bro. Don't even strip. It's a matter of time. And he was right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, like, whenever I make it to where I want to be at, you're coming right with me. Like, let's just get it. Let's just go be great. And he'll be that one to say, we can be in Miami. Like, bro, let's go be great. I'm always about that. Like, if we're, like right now, if me and you're talking again, South Beach, I'm like, bro, like, we're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. We worked hard to get here. It's a blessing. You know what I mean? Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy everything that's going on around us. There's so much hate in this life killing is there's racism there's so much negativity in this world but yet we're trying to still find light in it you know what i mean we're still trying to make it and and we are maybe one day this will all end and we can like hey we are fighting through it all we might not be at the battle but we're trying to win the war and win the war you gotta win it within yourself first mm-hmm. my parents always say you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself first and i believe that <laughs> now dude now that i've been through everything yeah and now that I sat back and said, I need to focus on Coda Bear, that changed everything. So that's how I kind of look at it. It's been a crazy journey. It's been an awesome journey, though. You know what I mean? Like, man, I can't even know how much I appreciate my friends and God, man. I, I'll, I'll say God a lot in this because that's what why I'm here. That's why I'm here with you. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Like, God pit us together. Like, hey, you've done some work, man. Like, let let the people know. Mm-hmm. You know, before it'd be like, I don't want the people to know what I'm doing. Like, they might be hating on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, just being nervous. And, you know, some people get, but, man, I'm like, Hey, God, you told me to come. Let's get it. Let's go be great, you know? Mm-hmm. And hopefully that I can inspire other people. Because, I mean, people know me, like, <laughs> Law and Elise. Man, Cody made it out of Medichai. And it's that really small circle of Indians. There's, <laughs> like, 13 houses. Oh, yeah? It's just one circle. And there's a basketball court in the middle. And it's called Medichai. And it's just you know, right by our tribal complex. And that's where I grew up at mm-hmm. as a kid. And with my grandparents, I'm like, oh, you know, Medichai State. We used to call it like Meta Troops, like Meta Chai uh, Soldiers. <laughs> they were goofy, but just seeing how I, you know, I always think that, like, I, can, I guess I can tell one more inspirational story too. So I think it was, I was living in Medichai. I was renting my aunt's house out. And uh, this is how I know, like, things can get changed in one year. Uh, my mom was moving to Colorado Springs with her husband, her ex-husband now. But, mm-hmm. And I was, I, she's never moved away. And I really depend on her a lot. And she's, no, she's pretty well taken care of like, financially. And I had, I had this house and I didn't have enough money for my rent. I'm like, mom, I need money. I'm, we're sitting at the table just like this. I'm like crying. They're like, I've never been behind. She said, how much do you need? I'm like, I need 300, which was half my rent. And you know what she told me? She's like, I'm not giving, I have the money right now. I'm not giving it to you because I want you to know what it feels like to go through hardship. 
I'm like, what? Like, I was like, what? Like, you know, I, I didn't understand that at the time. Like, damn, like, I don't want to be late on my rent. Like, can't you just help me? She's like, then if I do it now, then you expect it every time. I need you to, you're going to figure out a way to get that 300 bucks. And this is where I want to see where you're at. So I was like, well, get out of here then. Go to Colorado. I don't care. And I was bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was mad at her. And uh, I did find out. I, I made that money, you know, and she was right. And then, so that time I was like dead, bro. I mean, I was eating ramen, bologna sandwiches daily, trying to make it. And the very same day, that same week, actually, a year later, I was in Miami, Florida in a condo. I think I had like eight, $9,000 in my bank account. Just like, I was there for work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what made me think of it. I think it was like I think I think I looked at my calendar and I was I was aside and I was smoking a camel, just literally in you know, Brickle. I was in downtown Miami. Mm-hmm. I called my mom and she was like, "Hey," I'm like, I just start crying. I'm very I'm a, I cry a lot. <laughs> I cry when I talk to my mom and I talk talking about life. I cry. Mm-hmm. I said, "Remember last year? You know, you didn't give me money for my rent. I didn't have it. I was like, you told me like it's gonna get better. Look where I'm at now. I mean, I was there for work, but I mean, I was like living the life." I said in one year, look how things changed. Last year I was begging you for three hundred bucks. Now I'm set. Like what? What happened in between that day and today? She's like you did. You improved. You leveled. You you saw. Uh, you went to go find things that you didn't think you had in you. You had to dig deeper to find out who Dakota was and how hard of a hustler you really are. Now look where you're at. And she always knew that about me. And I was like, and I was like crying. I mean, I was crying hard. Like man, I can't believe this. Like what did I do to get here? And I always say that sometimes even now I'm like, what did I do to get in these, these awesome positions when there's other people? And my mom was like, you're hardworking. You have to give that to yourself sometimes. I'm like, no, there's better people that deserve this shit. I don't deserve it. She said, you're, you're your own worst enemy. Like, you can't think like that. You're working hard just as well as everybody else. You made sacrifices to get here. They did it. That's why you're in this position. And she tells me that all the time because there's times where like, I get an opportunity and I'm like, how did I get that? There's great people out there. Why aren't they getting these same opportunities? It's like, you're doing something different. Don't hate yourself for getting it. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on that. Like, I want everybody to be great. Even if I don't like you, there's people I don't like. Not like, or I just stay away from, distant myself from, but I still want them to be great. I'll never wish bad upon anybody like that. I want everybody to eat. Not at my table, though. Yeah. Go eat, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want people to be great, man. That's just how I am, man. I'm an influencer. I I want people to be... The way I get influenced from people, like even your podcast, that shit's dope. You're doing it. You're doing something that you love, right? Yeah. I love doing something I love, and now we're putting it together, man. Hopefully that creates more friction for other people to say, damn, this YK guy loved this videography stuff, and look what he's doing with it now. You know, this guy, Russ, he likes to do podcasts, and look where he's taking this stuff now. Look at all his clientele now. Man, maybe I want to be a painter. Maybe I can talk about my paint on his podcast, and this guy can videotape my, my shows, you know, and that's how I look at things, and I wish everybody had that same mindset. You know, some people are like, spite for ego, like, shit, they ain't doing better than me, though. Like, that's not me, man. I want everybody to eat. You know, I want everybody to be great in their own way. I want everybody to perfect their own craft. And that's how I look at life, man. I, I love life so much. It's so crazy. I can't, I mean, I can talk for hours about life. I, I'm so passionate. I'm so fortunate. I'm so blessed. Even through the obstacles that we go through, it's all worth it at the end. And mm-hmm. the most exciting thing is like, where are you going next? Like, I bet you're like, even yourself, like, who can I get in those chairs? Yeah. That's fun. Like, who can I... Who can come on my podcast and be like, oh shit, I really got this person. What did I do to get him here? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the journey. That's the journey that I love. 
I was in New York City uh, two years ago, right before COVID, like literally like October. And me and my friend Detox were there. And that's the first, that was, you know, it was crazy. I've been to every major city in America. And New York City, for some reason, was the last one I haven't been to. I got there and I was on there for a business trip with Ecosia. That's how crazy that was. And this sounds funny, but I got, <laughs> I got to Times Square and I asked this like person, hey, where's Times Square? She like looked at me like I'm stupid. She's like, uh, you're in it? <laughs> and you know that that little, that cut with that screen? Oh, yeah. I was, I walked from behind it. So it was behind me. And oh. I was like, this ain't Times Square. She's like, uh. Turn around. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. And, but then I kind of sat there. My boy Detox looked at me. I was like, he seemed like tearing up. Like, damn, bro, you always fucking cry. What's up? Are you good? I'm like, man, like, I've been to every major city in the past four years from Ecosia. Mm. We built that. I get paid to do this on our own dime. We made this. Like, me and grandma made this. And I get to bring my friends a part of this. And that's how awesome is that? He's like, bro, damn. Now we say it like that. Damn, it kind of is like, I said, bro, I've been everywhere in life in the past four years and I've changed. And I was like, you know what? Like, people see these big buildings and I look at them too. And I'm like, you know what? Someone owns that building. That building, that the, the Empire State Building. Someone owns that. A person like us that lives in the same 24 hours we do mm-hmm. owns that. Who says we can't? And he's like, damn, bro, you got me inspired. I'm like, bro, like, that's how I think, though. Like, why not us? Yeah. But how do we get there? Let's try it. The only thing you can, do, you can do is not get it. But at least you can say, man, I try to own the Empire State Building. The same people that own these buildings, yeah, some people have a little bit more leeway, more financially. But, like, at the same time, they are the same 365, 24-7 that we are. So what makes them better than us? Or what, what, do, what makes us better than them? Nothing. We're the same people. So what do they do to get there? You know what I mean? Like, that's... I want to know their journey. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about, you know, when you said podcast, like I want people to know my journey so that hope inspires their journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of how I looked at it. I'm like, man, we're in New York city right now. It ain't no business for two Indian boys to be in New York city, just BSing around having fun, eating sliced pizza. And, uh, but I sat there and truly thought like, why not us? And that's how I think about everything. Why not be the best videographer? Why not? You know, why not be the best vendor? What stop? What's stopping us? Only us. You know what I mean. So that's how I like. I inspire myself every day from that. What's next? That's. I mean, I I have all these little pronouns for me. Like, what's next? Where are we going? You know what I mean. Like, that's that's how what I live by. Freelance life. But I respect it at the same time. I respect the journey and I love it. I'm so passionate about it. Fuck, dude. It's like just sitting here listening to you, man. It's like got goosebumps. Oh, man. <laughs> but I appreciate no. that, man. Inspiring is what, what we do best, man. Just oh man. Very very thankful, man. Very blessed. That's how I. Nothing else I can say about it, man. Like, I hope what I said can boost you. Yeah. And you can boost somebody else. That's what it's for. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's why, like, you know, that's where this is, like, leading towards is, like, I want people on that's, like, not afraid to do what they want to do, you know, and they they have, like, a lot of confidence. They speak those things into existence, you know, and and they're not afraid to fail, you know. They just go out and they do it, you know. You know, and that's why I want people to tune in, you know, and be like, yo, like, yeah, like, I like painting. Or at least, you know, I want to try to draw. Yeah. You know, what's stopping you from, you know, going out, I don't know, to Ross and buying some, a booklet, you know, with some shaders and some pencils. Exactly, yeah. You know, and putting in the time, you know. And you got to realize that, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah. You know, it takes that grind, that dedication, putting in that work. But during that trial, like between like November to like January, this was like probably my hardest moment in life ever. And it was this year. And I I can't believe I didn't bring it up because that's kind of 
took me to that next level of life. So of course my grandpa died. And the first person I called when I found my grandpa died was my grandma, the one I do the business with. Mm-hmm. Go get your health check. Go get your health check because he died on a massive heart attack, which he was fine. It just happened. And I was like, I, we lost him. I don't want to lose you. And these are two different sets of grandparents. The week of my birthday, my birthday is December 6th. And we're getting, we're, we're going to go get our product, our blankets and whatnot. And we were, we were driving and she just starts like coughing and like looking like uncomfortable. I'm like, you good grandma? Like, what's up? But you know, when, I, when I'm with my grandparents, I wear a mask everywhere, even though I'm, I'm vaccinated and everything. But even now to this day, they're all vaccinated, but I wear my mask because, you know, I'm filming in gyms, I'm doing this and that. And you, you just don't want to test that, you know, that with grandparents. Mm-hmm. Well, we're driving and she's like coughing, like she's fine for like the first couple hours and she gets real sick. Like what the fuck? I'm like fuck. I bet she has COVID. I mean, I'm like watching her suffer, and I'm like fuck. Like, is that COVID? Because she, I mean, this was like, and this was the first week of December. I think no, it was November 30th. Cause it was the day before her birthday. We get back to my house in the city. I'm like, do you want me to drive you to Lawton? Like, I'll drive you. Look like you're shit. And she's like, no, I'm fine, baby. I'm fine. And she's like, it's just dry cough. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right. And I got inside. Like, damn, that's not like COVID. So of course, when she was like that, I kind of pushed myself away from everybody because I'm like, she didn't sound good until she gets tested. I need to know, like, should I just be like quarantined? So I just, I live by myself anyway. So I just kind of quarantined for the next few days. Mm-hmm. So I called my grandma, I think two days after that, it was after her, oh, oh no, it was t- the day before her birthday when I called her. I said, like, how do you feel? Like, you good? And she was like, yeah, like, oh, it was nothing. I knew it was just sinuses. I'm like, all right, cool. And that next day, my mom calls me because she lives right by my grandma. She's like, hey, your grandma's not feeling good. Something's going on. Like, she said, if it gets worse, she has to call an ambulance. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we just talked yesterday. She's good. So I call my grandma. She's like, if I get worse, baby, because she knows, like, she's my everything. I said, Grandma, go get checked. Go get tested. And so they had to take her. You know, my mom ends up taking her because the ambulance was taking her to Memorial a lot. But that was infested with COVID. And, like, even if she doesn't have it, there's a chance she could get it there. Like, so my mom was like, well, I'll just take her to IHS a lot. And so we, they take her. They test her. She don't have COVID, but she, like, she can't walk no more. Like, she walks three or four miles a day. So something's really fucking up. So then I'm like, Mom, call me. Call me and let me know what's up. And she's like, all right. So she's outside waiting. And they're like, oh, she has a kidney stone. I'm like, oh my God, like that's better than having COVID. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like, you know, why is she so sick then? I don't understand that. Like kidney stone, don't make, it probably makes you feel uncomfortable. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like a little bit more relaxed. Then my mom calls me back like 45 minutes later. She's like, hey, they're flying your grandma to OU Medical. She has septus. I'm like, what the fuck septus? Or septus, I don't know what it's, something like that. Mm-hmm. And she said it's like an infection in your bloodstream, and once it gets in there, she's like, it could it could get bad. I'm Damn. like, what do you mean bad? And then she was just kind of like, uh, she could die. I'm like, what? I mean, I went home. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I called my dad. I was like, Dad, Dad, like she had septus, and I was like, man, I don't know if she's gonna make it. I mean, that changed everything because I didn't know I didn't know what it was. I think that's how you say it. Everything was good in the beginning. Like it was, she was at OU Medical, and I live close to there. I live like in the Midtown area, so it was like right across the street. And I called my mom every day because my mom was the, the person they call to keep her updated with us. And oh man, that first week, man, it was like a roller coaster. I was so every time my mom called me, I didn't even want to answer it. Man, I would like I would like to sit there and like, ugh, cause. Every conversation we had, it was only getting worse. And I remember I was going to go, my friend Jordan Worms, the, he came to my house. And uh, what happened? Oh, I got a FaceTime from my mom. And he, and he, you know, he's in the room with me. And he, no one's ever seen me show emotion like this. And my mom called me and she said, the doctor said that it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Damn. But worse leads into heart attacks. Because that, you know, just her, her heart's working overtime to 
keep this affection down. And she's old. And she's not older, but she's like 64, 63. So she's still young, you know, as a grandparent. She asked me, she's like, if it happens, do you call it quits and let her fight it on her own? Like, if she goes, do you want to revive her? My mom asked me that. Oh, man, that was like the toughest. That was like... <laughs> that was like the toughest question I ever was ever asked. The selfish part of me wanted to be like, fuck no, you better keep her alive. Yeah. You better do whatever it takes because I can't lose that. My sister and my brother, they lost my grandpa. I didn't lose him. That's how I felt at that time. I was like, I, that was their grandpa. This is my everything. And she asked me that and I was like, I'm like, do it. Be done. And she's like, are you sure? Like, you don't want to, I was like, I don't want her to suffer. Golly, I think I, I got off that phone and it hit me like, she's not going to make it. There's no way. If they're already giving us that, and for my mom to ask me, what do you want to do? Because she knows our relationship. Man, oh man, I just, I mean, I, I never forget. I just, my boy Worm was just standing there. I just fell to my knees. And I mean, I was screaming like I got stabbed. I was like punching my floor. I was like, I was so like pissed. I was like, how did a kidney stone lead to this? And I was like, fuck everything, fuck everybody. I'm fucking like, I mean, it hit me because I was like, not only is she my business partner and we've created this $100,000 business, hundred thousands of dollar business, that's my life. Like, I've lived with her half my life. She's always been my right hand. Like, she's like my mom and my dad, even though my parents are fucking sweet and awesome. Mm -hmm. She was that person and she still is that person. Thank the Lord. But yeah. And we, I've told, I've, I've had every conversation that a person <laughs> would ever have with anybody. She's that person for me. I, I couldn't even believe, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, are you fucking serious? I mean, I was like on my floor. I mean, I was like stomach on the ground. I mean, I'm just crying on my floor. And my boy like, didn't even know the dude because he's never seen me express emotion like that. And it's like, you know, when you, something really bad happens, it's that expression that you never bring out. It's like almost like that bottom of your stomach just coming out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm literally screaming mad. I can't even see him. Just, I'm ripped in half because I just told, if my grandma has a heart attack, let her go. I made that decision. I was like, why? Fight for her. But at that same time, I'm not that person to be selfish like that. If it's your time, God knows. And that's something that I can say proudly now that like, I never once questioned God through that. Because I knew it's just part of the process. I knew it was. Even though I was about to lose my everything, I knew it was part of the process if she went or stayed. And the hardest part about it was, was that my last ride I went with my grandma? I thought about things like that. I mean, I already had my song played out ready for her to... Her her favorite song is crazy it is. It's 21 Questions by 50 Cent. Yeah, that's her song, man. She went to his concert. That's how cool my grandma is. For real? Oh, shit. Love you, grandma. She's the best, man. And it got to that point, man, I was so bad off and... My boy Worms is like, man, if you need me for anything, I got you. I'm like, bet. You know, I didn't take it out on him, <laughs> but I was mad. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I live in this. I mean, I live in the city by myself. I'm very isolated. I didn't want to be by nobody. I didn't want to have nothing to do with nothing. But the bad thing about it was, our one of our our storefront is part of her house, and so going back to her house without her being there. I mean, Christmas time, man, we're busy, man. We're selling thousands of blankets at a time. You know, everybody wants something. Mm -hmm. And I had to do it. Me and my grandpa, we had to do it. And my, my my mom and my brother and my sister, they helped me like fold and do all these things. But at the end of the day, she wasn't with us. And that hit me. I, there, I remember I, I drive up to her house and her, she has a storefront. It's like the side of her house. It's a huge like space, huge space. And it's actually a store. Mm -hmm. People coming in a shop. 
And it took me like 45 minutes to even go in that house because if I went in there, I was going to cry. And I did. Once I got in there, I was like, she's never going to come in this house. That's how, I, that's how I defeated I was. I was like, she's never going to be in here again. What am I going to do? I need her. I need her right now. And I was in that house by myself, just like sitting in there. This The quietness was so loud to me still. Like no one was there dead quiet, but it was so loud to me. I'm like, couldn't even think. I mean, phones blowing up because of business. We have business phones and, hey, I need this. I need this. I need that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, I mean, they don't even know what's going on. No one knows. Doing all these orders, making all this money. Traveling back and forth to get product, but the whole time I'm, I'm I feel alone. And it was, they called again. They said she had a heart attack, Damn. and they were working with her. And I lost it. I was like, "This is it. That's it. I'm now the next call is gonna be." She didn't make it. Well, they my mom called me that night, and I was coming back to Lawton to keep working for the Ecosia. And she gave me that number, and that doctor basically gave me that number to have that last conversation with her. And I recorded it, and I still have it. I've mm-hmm. never I've never listened to it. And that ride from my house is like an hour and 25 minutes to lot into her house. And they're like, hey, this is doctor. I forget her name. And she's like, your grandma's listening. And the first word, I couldn't even, I was like, oh, you know, I didn't even know what to say. Because mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be in that situation, ever. And I just cried. I mean, I, she probably, even if she could understand me, she probably couldn't. I mean, if she, if she was even there. She probably wouldn't even know what I was saying because I was crying so hard because you never, the person that you love the most, you don't want to ever have that last goodbye. Yeah. I talked to her the whole way home and then when I got to her house, I was like, I'm at your house. No, I hope to see you there one day. And bro, I hung up. Bro, just all that emotion hit and I was like, like this, this is it. This is forever now. I, yeah, I was lost, man. I was lost. And they told me that she had a heart attack. And I was so scared to pick up that phone. Anytime my mom called me now, I was like, man, I don't want to pick that up. I'm done. I, don't call me. Call them. <laughs> and then it was a few days and I didn't hear nothing. So I was like, Christmas already passed. And what happened? I got a call, bro. It was like 8 in the morning. And it said, Grandma Marie's calling you. And I honestly thought it was a dream. Because mm-hmm. she was tubed up. Everything. I said, hello? Baby, where you at? I'm like, and I mean, I started crying instantly. And I'm like, Grandma? She's like, yeah, come get me. And I mean, honestly, I'm like, I'm like looking around like, am I in a dream? Because like five days ago, I had my last call, my last goodbye to you. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard nothing since. And now you're calling me? I'm like, what? I call my mom. I'm like, hey, Grandma said, come get her. And she's like, no, you know, the doctor said that she's she beat that heart attack by herself and everything's flowing and it's getting better. And they took her off. They pulled the, the tube out of her. Like, that's how quick she was healing. And she's like, don't go get her. Like, the doctor said she needs to be here for two weeks for, like, protocol. Well, she blew my phone up. It came to that point where I was like, damn, I was crying for her. But then, damn, like, quit calling me. Because she, I mean, because she was so drugged up from all the stuff that she yeah. was on. Just the doctor said they, they can come, you can come get me. I'm like, no, grandma. And, I, and honestly, I was like, it felt good to say, no, grandma, I can't come get you yet. But I will. Yeah. In time. I think it was in January. First week of January, my mom called me. She's like, you can go get her. Bro, like after that, that ride from my house to the, to the, uh, that ride from like my house to like, like, <clears throat> I can't even talk to the OU Medical Center. I got there mm-hmm. and like I sat in there and they're like, she's going to, she's going to come out this, this side. And I was like, all right, bet. Like I'm ready for it. I'm going to handle it. Like I can, I can, you know, you can see the hospital doors, and I seen her coming out with like 
Like once, when, when, like once she came out, I couldn't even look. They got, they put her in, the, in my car because I have a brand new whip. I'm like, and I just get in the car. I haven't even looked at her yet. She gets in there and the door's closed and it's just, it's just like me and her now. And I'm like, uh, what's up? But I can't look at her yet. I'm like, uh, like what's up? Are you good? She, I'm fine. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get down the street. I think I'm on 11th Street and I'm about to exit off back to Lawton. She's like, I'm like driving. And that, and like, I was like, she's like, what's wrong? And like, of course, I'm like, oh, not, not trying to look. I still haven't looked at her yet. Yeah. I haven't looked at her. And uh, she like grabbed my arm and I felt that. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, you shouldn't be here. Why? Why are you here? She's like, it's over. And this is not a dream. This is, this is, this is real. Like, I'm coming home. I said, you shouldn't be here. Like, I was like, you were gone. I was like, I even had a goodbye conversation with you. I was like, you were gone. And like, the first thing she said was like, it wasn't part of God's plan yet. I was like, oh, shit, you're right. And then she's like, I'm here with you for the long term. I was like, we're going to do this together. And I was like, bet, like, this is, this is, we're going to, we're going to do it now. And, uh, we just had that conversation. She's like, oh no, I'm never, I'll never leave you again. I'll never pitch you to that. I'm so sorry. Like I said, it's okay. Yeah, you're here. And then I finally looked at her. And then once I looked at her and I seen that she was like alive and well, I lost it. I was like, oh my God. Like I just, I stopped my car on the side of the highway and I hugged her. I was like, cause I'm so thankful that you're, you're still here. Let's go. It's part of the process. It's it's real. Like it's God's it's God's plan. Like He wasn't ready for you to go yet. We started this four years ago. Let's see where it takes us. That was it. We never brought it up again. Like this mm-hmm. is my first time really talking about it since. Cause she's that person. Like we don't we don't sit back on things before we just go. Yeah. You know that's just us. We're God pistols in our life for us to reflect on. Once we reflect on them, we move on. That was like probably the hardest three weeks of my life that I've ever had to face. Of course, I was just, I kept hugging. I was like, oh. <laughs> fuck you're real like you're yeah. still here i'm like man like that's crazy and i got home and my mom she lives in the same neighborhood as her as her and i dropped her off and i had my mask on we went our own ways and it was like a week later i mean she's just i mean she looked back normal i mean she could barely walk still because you know she just had a heart attack mm-hmm. and we go back in her business her office and we just start talking like nothing even even happened after i get done i'm like oh i start, I start walking back to my mom's house because i'm about to go back to the city and i'm like sitting on she has like the couch like kind of where this one's at and i'm sitting right here and my brother's right there and we're watching tv and she's like looking at me and i'm like i'm like crying she's like why are you crying and she's like i was like i just can't i just can't believe it and i was like i lost her for three weeks I was like, that was the worst birthday year ever. To sit there and know that you can't do nothing to save her. You can only pray for her and pray that she goes, she goes easy in her sleep or whatever. Mm. And I was like, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy that this isn't over yet. I was like, because I would have kept Ecclesia going regardless with her here or not. She's the one who always gave me, she gave, I'm telling her, she gave me a second chance to lie because she's seen I was burnt out working for the social field. And she said, start this blanket business with me. It was something I never even belonged in. But look what we did together. It was just me and grandma, grandma's boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't ever want anybody, my worst enemy. I would never want them to go through that. So it's been a tough because these are grandparents that I've had. You know, I haven't lost anybody. And all of a sudden now I'm like, one gone, one, my, my everything is about to leave. And then of course the one I'm named after to go to Jerome is gone. You know, but his was a beautiful death. He's celebrating. But he did his part, and God's, you know, paying him his dues now. Like, hey, go enjoy heaven. Go be with your other family now. You know what I mean? But at this, at the end of the day, I'm st- I was so blessed still through all of it. I was like, man, I'm gonna weather this storm. I'm gonna make it. It's gonna be a lot different in life if she doesn't make it. But I'm gonna still make it because that's who. That's what they installed in me. 
to be great through faith. And, you know, she don't remember none of it. It was almost like nothing ever happened to her. She went in there not feeling good, and she woke up coming out. That's crazy. I was like, well, damn, shit, this whole fucking time, Grandma, I was damn crying for you. Where are you? Why are you crying for me? Like, because you were going to die. I was scared. Like, what do you think, Grandma? Like, I, I can't lose you. Then I start crying right there. Like, I can't lose you. I just can't. Like, I love you. Like, I love you more than life itself. Like, I'd rather go before you go. Because I, I don't, I don't want to pit you down. Like, I want you to pit me down in that hole. No. That's how she says it. No, you're not going to. I'm going to. No, I want to go before you because you have so much left in life. Like, shit, so do you. So let's do it. Golly, it's, it's just amazing, man. That's why I tell you, man, like every day is a blessing and do everything you can today, you know, because, you know, people say, well, tomorrow's not promised. So keep grinding every day. But everybody in my family knows Marie and Dakota, that's the I- iconic duo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How can a 64 year old grandma and a 28 year old grandson just be like, ah, like, how do they connect so well? You know what I mean? And this is like, man, loved her, man. And at the moment, I was just like, couldn't do with that. St- I can't do with that or now. But, you know, now I kind of have a feeling what it is like without her. And it only makes you stronger and it makes you appreciate the little things just to drive up here, just to relax for an hour and a half to drive, listening to my K-pop, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, I, I, I celebrate those times cause it's a good time just to reflect. I think about all that stuff all the time when I'm filming, when I'm, when I'm putting visionaries together, I think about that stuff all the time and that's what helps me build my stuff. I want people to see what I do through that camera so they can see it. This is Dakota's vision. I'm doing a vlog about all of this and it's going to be like this thoughts. It's not going to be like, it's going to be like, it's going to be crazy visuals for what I'm coming up with. Just different scenic shots. And when I go to Korea and there's different things that help me get through this when I'm, when I'm going to release it because it's going to be dedicated to my grandpa. It all played out, man. It really did. On my faith side, I'm like, I was just lost for words. I'm still lost for words. For words. Like, I never thought I'd do a podcast in my life. It's all meant to be, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why I say, man, no matter what you go through, no matter what you're feeling, just know you're worth something. You know, know your worth. You know, it's going to be hard to find it sometimes. It's not just as easy. Like, mine was not easy. As you can tell now that I opened up a little bit more about it. At first, I, just, I don't know if I should bring that up because I knew I would get to that moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I shared it because maybe someone will go through that and be able to handle it because maybe maybe something in there said, maybe I should do something that he did. You know, I don't know if people are into faith like I am, you know, and that's, and that's okay. You know, you can do the other things. And I just don't like when people cope to like alcohol. I don't really, I don't really drink. I hope they don't fall into that because that continues our native cycle. I hope that could get to somebody and say, you know, damn, why care? Damn, I thought he was living his best life on his videos. He looks like he's living the dream. But damn, his grandpa died and his grandma, his everything almost died and his business wasn't turning good because of COVID. And he, look where he's at now in a year. When everything is against you, just keep going. And that's, um, that's uh, I hope everybody can look at that as a outlook of life. Just know, like, get better. Just try to get better at your own terms. You know, when say something happens to you, oh, you know, just be strong for yourself. You know, have you ever heard that? Yeah. Hey, man, I know you're going through, just be strong for yourself. Like, fuck that. It's okay to be weak. Sit back and truly look at the, the situation and reflect. Cry if you have to. Be mad if you want to. Just get it, everything out and then handle it at a at a, at a good state and handle the situation after. I've always heard growing up, well, you got to be strong for everybody. Why? I'm going through that same shit they are. Yeah. Why do I need to be strong for them? I don't need to be strong for myself right now. I want to mourn. I want to endure this emotion because I don't want it to stick in me. I don't want it to be me forever because I'm trying to be strong. Oh, it's okay. We're going to be together. Like, I know that. But you don't have to be strong at that moment. Man, if you lost someone in your life, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be crying your heart out and can't even breathe. Having, you know, it's, you know, you're emotionally going through something. It's okay to be weak. 
at moments, you know, not forever in life, but when people would say, you got to be strong for others, like, no, man, be, take care of you first. If you have to be weak for a moment, be weak. It's okay. Like you're going to get through it in time, not today, not tomorrow, but in time you will. That's how I look at it, man. And I know it's a kind of a different obstacle because I'm sure, I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, like, it's okay not to be strong yeah. at times, man. It's okay to show your, your wounds. Don't ever think it's not. Yeah. And yeah, I'm learning that too to show your emotions. Cry. It's okay to not be strong. I'm sad too. Like, why do I exactly, gotta be strong? Yeah. yeah, like exactly what you're saying, you know. And like when my dad got had to have that surgery because he's had problems with his stomach. Yeah. But we never knew like what it was. Turns out like a week before that he was sick and but it was always a recurring thing where of like, Oh, it's just his stomach, so he's gonna be all right. But this was like the last straw, I guess. So he called the ambulance. And I didn't know I was asleep. Yeah. And they called me at like 6 a.m. the the hospital, and they're like, "Is this Russell?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, like shit, you know." And I was like, "Fuck, is it like my dad or what?" Uh-huh. And so they're like, "Yeah, we got your dad, you know." They're like, well, he came in like around three, and as soon as we got here, we had to have emergency surgery. I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh-huh. So I was like. Is he okay? And they're like, well, yeah, he's doing fine, you know. My dad's like a, you know, he's he's a terrorizer. You know, he terrorizes yeah, people. Yeah, you know, sure. he's funny, you know. Yeah. And so, like, they're like, yeah, he's okay. Um, He's funny. He's being funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so when I heard that, I was like, okay, well, I guess he's going to be okay. So we go to Stillwater, and, you know, we got there. I was like, what's up? Like, what's going on? You know, he came in and had these, like, serious stomach pains. And I was like, yeah, like, he's had that for, like, a couple of years now. And they were like, well, we know the reason why. And she was like, we had to we had to go in and we had to cut, I think it was 18 inches of his intestine because it had died. Oh, damn. So like 18 inches of his, of his intestine like just was black, green, poisoning his, uh, his body. Yeah. yeah. It, it can turn like deceptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they were like, if we didn't operate, like he would have died right there. Or, you know, had he not caught on and finally gave in to you know because he's a strong dude yeah some strong like dude pain to go into oh yeah knowing yeah yeah and uh he's a really strong person so it takes a lot for him to say come get me and so they're like had he not did that you know who knows like how long he'd be in his house just like dead mm-hmm. because i call him every day or every night mm-hmm. and when he doesn't answer i'm like oh he's probably talking to somebody or always oh, like probably sleep mm-hmm. and there's a few times where I'll call one night, he won't answer. I'll call the next day, he won't answer. I'm like, third time I call, I'm going over there. No questions asked. But he usually answers like the third time I call. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, yeah. I would feel the same way. Like, what? They pick up, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. And so, like, they're like, yeah, we had to cut that out. And, and uh, we had to reconnect the living intestine back to his colon. Uh-huh. And I was like, no shit. I was like, is that, that's a real thing? They're like, yeah, like, the older you get, you know. Things like that happen. You know, we got in there and he was like all tubed up. He had his tube in his nose going down to his intestine because he couldn't eat or anything. Mm-hmm. And so it was taking out all that gunk oh, through yeah. his nose, like through somewhere. Uh, crazy. Bro, it was like, it was so crazy. Like, I just hate seeing him. Like, recently, me and him have like gotten really close. And so it's like when you see like somebody like that's so strong, not afraid of anything, that just you know, gets up every day and do does what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And you see him in that state. It's like, oh, fuck. You know, it's, it's like. It's hard to see people like that weak. Yeah. And it was like, 
fuck, you know? And it's like so like crazy when you see somebody that you look up to and, you know, like, it's just like, I look at him as like the Terminator. Yeah. You know, it, like. Unbreakable. Like the un- way he goes is he has to pit himself down. Like when mm-hmm. Arnold goes into the lava on, mm-hmm. on two, is it two? Yeah, where two. With yeah, thumbs up. And then, like, like the T-1000. Kind of see him going, like, on his own time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> awesome scene, by the way. <laughs> I love that movie. And then just, like, when, you know, like, in those movies, like, Terminator just gets the shit beat out of him all the time. And then, like, eventually, like, he'll die. And then, like, somehow his system will turn on. He's missing an arm or he's fucked up and he's, like. Rebooted back. To yeah, him. he rebooted and, like, he's he's going to, he kills the T-1000. Spoiler alert. But he kills yeah. the T-1000. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though? Yeah, I know what you mean. And, uh, and it's always that I always have those images of like my dad's a Terminator. You know, he's he's this like superhero that can't be defeated. that can't be defeated. You know, yeah. and then like seeing him like that, you know, it's like fuck, man. Like he's just a human being, just like everybody else. Yeah. And then like you talk about your grandma, it's like that selfishness of like I want to go on before you too because I don't know how I'm gonna deal with all that. And I've always come to like um like a realization of like I plan it in my head. But I know when it actually happens, it's not going to go like that. It's crazy, man. It's really crazy. But yeah, you know, I'm thankful that he got through that. When he snapped out of those drugs, the anesthesia, he's like, let's get out of here. Yeah, like back to it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's Keep go. Rebooting. Let's get out of here. Let's. What am I still doing here? And I'm like, Dad, like you just had like major emergency surgery. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you need to be here for a minute, dog. <laughs> that time my grandma's come get me. I'm yeah. Like, this gonna get me in trouble girl for real like, like can't. i can't come get you yet <laughs> i want to but i can't yeah like i'm like let's go let's get out here let's go get a burger since you can finally eat now <laughs> yeah well you get a salad for your intestines and i'm gonna get a burger <laughs> you drink in sure and i'll have a burger <laughs> yeah, sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> oh man but yeah like i'm so thankful that you know he pulled through and yeah. everybody's like really cool about it too that i had to reschedule so oh yeah and once you told me i told you i got a text she's like family first regardless because mm-hmm. you know like like you didn't know until now but like i i've been through that so yeah and everybody's understanding when it comes to family and if they're not then you shouldn't fuck with them exactly you know I mean? so like if yeah. they're like not about that then that's not part of your, your crew or who you want to promote you know what i mean so, yeah you see that though and that's when colors become very vivid Mm-hmm. And that's the blessing too. So that's a blessing as well. <laughs> <laughs> your the way you talk and just your story and just everything, man. It's just like I don't know, man. It's gave me like this warm feeling, you know. Yeah. I'm glad to know you. I'm glad to have met you. I'm glad you got to come over and we got to chill and kick it and just get to know each other and just have a really great, genuine conversation. Yeah, you know? about life, man. It's it's a beautiful yeah. thing, man. I always say, man, God first, man, always. Mm-hmm. I love it. For sure. I don't know, man. It's just crazy. It's real crazy how everything's just working out and works out. Keeps working out, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. keep believing, you know, having that faith, you know, praying to whoever you pray to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. That's, that's what I'm huge on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pray to who you need to pray to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely been a, it's been a fun journey, but shoot, it has some downfalls to it. It's yeah. scary at times. And of course, not just business wise, but like life wise, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. people know now we're just going strong, but I appreciate everything, man. I appreciate you contacting me and I'm glad that I connected back. So it's awesome, man. I appreciate you putting me on. I need to be back on in, in September. Bro, for real. Come back. You're welcome back anytime. Let me get let me get through the summertime and I'm oh, gonna yeah. have a whole new gig for you. Like, hey, this is what I did. Yeah, I and I'm not sad, bro. We were in <laughs> I met the one in Korea. Yeah, you never know, bro. 
Yeah, I want to hear it, man. I want to hear how your summer went and how everything went. And fuck, dude. Like, I'm just so glad we got to connect. And, dude, you're welcome back anytime. I appreciate anytime, that so dude. Much. And For real. If you ever need, like, a photo shoot or something or a video from promo, holla at me. Oh, It'd bro. be free from me, bro. For me to you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, you so bet, much. Man. I love that. All about support, man. It's something, support your friends. Support people that are, or who are trying to be different or trying to be something that seems out of reach support that yeah. support friends you know what i mean that's that's the keys man support support peers that are trying to do the same thing that you're trying to accomplish that's the greatest thing man exactly so. you want to shout out your um where to follow you how to keep track oh, of you yeah man to follow me man you can follow me at on twitter at i think it's at coda blicky uh <laughs> and on my instagram it's just dakota walkini um that's that's definitely where you can follow me at um I'll be pushing out a lot of more content on my Instagram. I'll be traveling. It's not just gonna be highlights. It's gonna be like some cinematic stuff. And when I travel again, it's gonna be it's gonna be popping out that I can know how to do all this stuff. So definitely follow me and let's get it popping, man. And I appreciate everything you've done. So yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming coming here. You know, making time to come in and man, I hope nothing but continued success for you bro you know <laughs> you as well yeah you man blow up man do the greatest things ever man exactly you can do it man yeah we just gotta keep believing man keep pushing exactly. keep grinding keep working yeah nap yeah. here and there but you know yeah man hey <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're getting older in life man i'm close to 30 now i'm getting there not yet <laughs> not yet i got a couple of years but i'm getting there but when i hit 30 i'm gonna retire yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it, man, and nothing but the best for you, man. You know, give it your all, and then maybe you can come to OKC. We can do a podcast somewhere else. If you don't, wherever yes, you want to do it, man, we yeah. go to Miami. Don't matter to me. I can let's travel. I can go wherever. Yeah, man, let's <laughs> do it, man. Up. Like for sure. But man, I appreciate you so much for letting me speak my mind. I appreciate that a lot. So, oh yeah, thank you. Yes, hope somebody can hear this and just you know love it and just. Please follow Okie Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, rate, subscribe, review on all platforms. It's available everywhere. Just search it. Just search for it. I guess uh I guess until next time everybody. Peace.